Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foul Ball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing phenomenally. I'm doing terrific. Out freaking standing. Thanks for joining. This is the Culture Crime Fighters. We're here to fight culture crime and fight back against the people who would destroy our culture. Right, we're just going to you know, make jokes and have fun. One or the other. But joining me to do so is my co-host. You know him. You love him. The mighty... Vigilante wins here on the 32nd episode of the Culture Crime Fires, and I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. What time fool do we have, Codera? A lot. A lot. Quite a bit. Um, man, I, we are a hair, and uh, this just popped in my head. We're a hair away from being straight, being homophobic, because the goal is to turn at least every character they can find LGBTQ <laughs> In some way, shape, form, fashion. That is a heck of a way to start the show. I did not know where you were going with that for a second. I didn't I until like, it Whoa. happened. It just popped <laughs> in my head. But I really think because like the everything is just they're going so hard in this. I mean, listen, we're already in a world. If you don't like fat chicks, you're fat phobic. And as you That's can true. see, I have, only I, fat women though. That does not apply fat to women. fat men. As a fat hilarious. fuck, it, it doesn't. It doesn't apply to me. <laughs> And a fatter fuck, because I've been on camera, has been, haven't been on camera as much. I'm like, goodness gracious, I'm hanging out my mask. But hey, I appreciate everybody being here. Pat S. Hell. The mask. Yeah. And on camera, by the way. Vigilante yeah. Williamson. Yeah. And Akili Chow's just joining us. Uh, Hell, Akili Chow. Sentient Dildo. Hi, the Islington girl. Elvis hey. is back. I like seeing Elvis there. And one rough girl. Hell, Elvis. Newest mod. Uh, there you hey. go. Um, and then Sentient Dildo said, Matt must have got some. Got some what? Why? Because I'm terrific? Is that why? Because I started off the show thrilled and excited and happy to be here. Always happy to be here. Always happy to see you, Sentient Dildo. Yeah, man. Yeah. No jokes aside, not to get mushy. I, you know what, Sentient Dildo? You're the man. You really are. Like all, you, You're always here to bother us and buzz us, but we know you love us. And that's you're awesome, man. Thank mm -hmm. you for being here. Thank you for being supportive. Yeah. Appreciate remember it. remember that night when he was really nice to everybody? It was really yeah. creepy. <laughs> it was creepy. Didn't like it at all. Uh, why won't you kiss the female peepee, Vidge? Come on. Uh, now. Because if it has a peepee, it's not a female. Sorry. Wow. That is some intolerant stuff putting that on the internet. My go. gosh. My go. goodness gracious. Um, yeah, well, it turns out, yeah. Speaking of speaking of what you were talking about, I guess. <laughs> There's a lot of different like little stories. I don't know if there's anything like really huge that's happened recently, um, but there's a lot of little stories. And one of them is that I guess I guess the director of the new of Let There Be Carnage and uh, also, you know, of Gollum fame, Andy Serkis, has said that uh, the symbiote suits are are gay or something. So let me actually get the right quote because I don't want to misquote. But uh, well, we can pull up the bounding in the comics article. Of course, of course, good old Bonnie. And apparently, that's not the only other uh, Tom Hardy character that's um, LGBTQ. Yeah, his new identity. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hardy's going through a lot today. Yeah, a lot of different identities. Um, I see. I got it up. So. They called it a what they did. They called it a love affair, and um, not only is he and and maybe it was misquoted because I checked the Uproxx article. Maybe he's comparing it to being LGBTQ, but he does say that they are in love, 
Eddie and Venom are in love. Um, they have a love affair, and that's the center of the movie is that central love affair. Uh, okay, so Circus spoke with Uproxx to promote the upcoming film where he discussed a scene in the film where Venom goes to a, Venom goes to a rave. The director explained it was originally going to be a carnival of the damned that it ended up being Tom and, and, and ended up being Tom had got to know Lil Sims, who's a brilliant rapper and also stars in the movie. And she actually made a song unbeknownst to her called Venom that connected very much with the first movie. And so Tom got in touch with her and that song became sort of the focus while well, Tom and co-writer Kelly were always about Venom coming out and going to a party that was very sort of an LGBTQIA. Wow, that is a lot of I letters. wonder if he said every letter in that interview. Did they Honestly, add the I? And did he, like, prepare for the interview? Like, okay, where does the T come? Okay, then the Q-I-A, right? He's got, like, his, he's got, like his publicist is, like, quizzing him. He's got, like, little yeah, flashcards, yeah, yeah. you know, all the I right things to say. I think we can get say. to the Q, but that I-A is too much. What are that? What do those even mean? I think intersex, asexual? Question mark. Chat, correct me. So it's just literally everybody but straight people. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, 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 I mean, I do, it's just the way they these people go about these things. It's like they're they're just creating new like discrimination. Well, everybody wants their discrimination clout, their oppression clout. So yeah. And then they can discriminate because they've been appropriately oppressed. Mm -hmm. It's fucking insane. That's how it works. (sighs) Anyway, hail with gusto. Welcome. Um, Sentient Dildo, is that a troll, Lil Sims is great? Or is that like for real, like, okay, Lil Sims, like I should be up on Lil Sims. Everyone knows who she is. If he says it, I believe he means it. I I don't think Yeah, because you're pretty on point with with your hip hop, with music in general. Like last week, he said, was it last week or two weeks ago when Norm MacDonald died? And then he said, mm-hmm. uh, they took the wrong MacDonald. He wishes it was Tom. Oh, <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> rough. That made me laugh again. I it thought was about funny. that it was afterwards. But yeah. 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 Because it's dark. Because it's just, he just passed. Like, oh, but I mean, obviously, yeah. But it's, fu- it's funny to like yeah. imagine, wish it was on someone else. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That was that was the joke. I get the joke. Hell no, void. What up? What up? Yeah, no, I thought that was good. No, he says uh, Lil Sims is great. Okay, so Lil Sims is, is legitimately good. Says okay. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take that. Uh, now, uh, has everyone always been so so Lil? Like, I feel like all the Lils have really ramped up in recent years. I feel like they're... I passed 20 years. Yeah. It, it's. I mean, because there were quite a few Littles in the 2000s. Yeah, like and Lil Lils. Kim, Lil, Lil Bow Wow. Well, yeah. It's that late 90s, 2000s where it picked up. But and it goes in waves because then they're young. Yeah. So sometimes right. you go young and then little, a few people. That's why I'm just Vigilante Williamson. Not Lil Vigilante not, Williamson. Uh, if you were Damn Lil sure Vigilante, young. I would not be. If you had like a protege, you know you know yeah, how uh, Ryan Cannell is um, is uh, yeah. like uh, Gary's internet son. If you had like, I could see a Lil Vigilante, like a protege, you know? Not, I would want them to have Some, like base, like 22-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Like, yeah, I got, don't don't just ape off me. Do your own thing. Fly, young man, fly. Do you want to know something? This is interesting. Yeah. I just googled yeah. Little Sims. It's it's yeah. Little, by the way, not Lil. Ah, little. That's different. Spelling it out. That's actually mm-hmm. original because most people go L I L. Yeah. Apostrophe and call it a day. Well, she is actually from Islington, London. Ah, how about that? How She's about a that? Islington girl. She's in an Islington herself. girl. Awesome. What do you know? 
Yeah. How about that? Yeah, interesting. So, I mean, yeah, she's. I guess she's good. I don't know. I've. I don't know her from Eve. Uh, yeah. She's a British Nigerian rapper. She's 27. She's been active yeah. since 2010. So she's been going she's for a while, while since she was a yeah. kid. Um, well, I guess I'll have to give Lil Little Sims. She's got a song called Introvert. Uh, Little Sims, a look. I don't want to. I don't want to get flagged or whatever for playing the music, but yeah. But I have to check it out. Um, anyway, back to this article. Uh, so they went to a very sort of an LGBTQIA kind of festival. Really, I'd call it. And so this was his coming out party, basically. This is Venom's coming out party, he added. This is clout. Just chasing for clout. I yeah. kind of think it's probably nothing. Even though the next paragraph is a little funny and maybe it's done as a joke, something like he's standing up for alien rights. I don't know about that. All right, let's see. Uproxx uh, writer Mike Ryan then pressed Circus asking, well, like, actually coming out? Because that's very interesting. Circus responded, well, coming out, being out. Ryan then countered, well, you just compared it to LGBTQIA. Oof. They both go all the way. I hope they did. I hope they made a point of it. I hope they both prepared for the, what is the, what are the what's the whole thing I'm supposed to say? I hope they really practiced it. Um yeah. That's very interesting. Circus had explained, well, what is interesting is that it's just like here he is kind of, here he is kind of, he says in the movie, we must stop this cruel treatment of aliens. He said, you know, we all live on this ball of rock, you know, so he inadvertently becomes a kind of, he's speaking for the, uh, this guy's just, he's just bullshitting. He's literally just bullshitting right now. He's speaking mm -hmm. for the freedom of the other. This is like. He's writing a book. He had to like do a book report in high school, and he didn't read the book, so he's just making it up as he goes. So yeah, first time I saw that, I said there is a chance this is just a like, hey, everyone has to be woke in every answer, and it's time to just give a really woke answer to Uproxx right quick, and it just it's it's completely made up and bullshit. It has nothing to do with anything, but you could just like, oh yeah, he's LG, he's coming out, he's like a LGBTQIA, and I don't know. I don't think That's he expected a follow-up question is what I think. I think he just wanted that to just be there. And then he followed him up like, wait a minute, are you saying Venom? Like he's, he, like Mike Ryan wanted like a, a real answer. And he's like, well, it's not that he's coming out. It's, it's dude, like he just, he just thought that was like one of those cute opportunities to like pander. Yeah. That was pandering. Yeah, cute pa a pandering gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I, I feel think. A little bit I better. mean – they may have included an LGBTQIA there rave you go. scene. That's tolerant. Oh no! They they may have uh, they may have actually included that, and that may be part of the of the story. I don't know, but I don't think that has anything to do with like the character. Like, so and it's, oh, on that note, no, because now I'm thinking like Venom, like how Venom works. He just just kind of just jumps on to whoever he's hosting. You know what uh -huh. I mean? Usually the first time afterwards they get, you know, they like being, you know, empowered by the symbiote. But usually the first time, if we're going to keep the love affair, sexuality thing, it's kind of rapey, isn't it? You're just taking it. See, now I didn't watch. Yes, I would agree. Now, I didn't watch the original Venom movie like like, like the other one that came out recently. Like, is it, it? Is he a hero? Yeah, he's kind of a hero. He's like... I barely remember. I did see parts of it. Um, and is it? It doesn't have Spider-Man in it. I know that. I know it doesn't yeah. have Spider-Man in it. But Which, is it? 
Like, okay, is he trying to? They trying to make him the hero? And is there anything in the comic books that ever like where that was a thing? Yeah, he's been a hero at times. He's been a hero. He has at been times. a hero. He's at been times. a hero, anti-hero. He's kind of always kind of like straddled the line, and then he's like, he's mainly. I, I mean, you know, I, I know he's done a lot more recently because they've done a lot more with the symbiotes and that whole saga, where he's much yeah, more recently fighting matter. symbiotes. But I mean, even in as early as like, like when Carnage and they started to introduce more symbiotes. He started to be more heroic. He started to fight against those other symbiotes. Okay, so maybe it is like not quite as well. I guess there was a female. I guess he bonded on a female once. Did you ever see this? There's a bunch of those. Anti. -anti. (laughs) Venom got some fat titties. There you go. Oh, look at this. He's an anti-hero. That's probably the safest bet. He's more she Venom. I think there is a she Venom. (laughs) Venom got some fat ass tits. Venom's kind of fuckable. I mean, look, I fuck saying. less fuckable than Venom. I shouldn't say that. I gotta Those stop. Those big titties, titties. I gotta stop. Um, uh, Cold Era says Venom went from bad to neutral good. Um, okay. Agent Venom yeah, Agent was a Venom. hero. Okay, Agent Venom, which is like a different character. I think. What did the government do something with the um, the symbiote? They tried to experiment so they can control it better, and I think f- they gave it to Flash Thompson. Because every character needs to be a superhero. That's a whole other issue with all. I guess if he becomes popular, though, then it it, it could kind of be like in like a wrestling heel turn. Yeah, like he's too popular to be, just stay a heel. He has mm-hmm. to be a babyface now. I could kind of see that a little bit, you know, just because it's like he is such a it is such a beloved character. Like yeah. I remember as a kid, it was super kick ass, and then like Carnage was really badass too. Like I was always a fan of Venom. I yeah. thought it was fun. So, I guess. I guess at the end of this movie, apparently there's a tease that there's going to be a Spider-Man crossover. Okay. Um, I wonder if they're going to reference Venom at all in um, the new one that's coming out in a couple months. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I necessarily give a shit, but this is alleged. <laughs> uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage post-credit scene leak heavily teases Spider-Man crossover. Uh, so there's an alleged tease- leak. There's some references to Spider-Man already. I think well, they reference him so. being like I think they reference him being wanted because I believe it comes out after the last one. So I think there's references to Spider-Man existing in that universe. Hmm. Talking about in the first one. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know that I care though. Honestly, I don't know that I give a shit. I mean, it's like like I think you pointed out like is that Tom Hardy's not really Spider-Man, like that he's or, just. He's like oh, you talking boy. about Tom? Not Hardy, Holland. Because it's Holland. Tom. Sorry, Tom yeah, Holland. Tom. Yeah. No, but yeah, he's too much of a boy, and that is, like, he's not growing any taller. That's his height. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, he that's always gonna be there. But and granted, like, I mean, energy, Toby like wasn't tall. Gee whiz, golly gosh, thing is just kind of really run like run its course. I think you know, it's like Spider Man. Like that was kind of the thing. It's sort of like that's what these superheroes are. Like you take this mild mannered kind of geeky guy, and then when he puts on the suit, he's super confident and cool. I mean, that was yeah. something. Spider Man was cool when he was like dressed up. Yeah. I mean, in the car, I remember the cartoon. There were parts where he'd get more pussy as Spider Man than Peter Parker, and that's mm-hmm. like, oh, absolutely, and that was like the dichotomy. And so, like, I would really love a mid twenty Spider Man. He they keep it's like Batman. 
They keep redoing the origin, redoing the origin. And re- he's got to put him in high school. Got to put him in high school. Yeah. He wasn't even in high school that long in the comics before they kept doing it over and over again. I want to see Spider-Man yeah. as an adult trying to worry about... Worrying about women is one of his issues. Like, he has uh-huh. to deal with juggle girls. Maybe a girl doesn't like him. Maybe he's dating another one. Uh, before, because he didn't just marry Mary Jane. He fucked, you know, for obviously uh, Gwen Stacy and then potentially... Uh, depending on telling Felicia Hardy, who's Black Cat, and none of that stuff ever gets told because oh, redo it and either you know Doc Ock or the same villains. Yeah, he's he's stuck in the eternal prepubescence, and honestly, so is Spider Man as a character. Because if they reboot him again, he'll be in high school. They'll never. Yeah, like Spider-Man. I just want to see Spider Man kick some fucking ass, like and be like badass about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I always felt like he was a pretty confident character. You know, like when he was Spider Man. Yeah. It, after he always he's established. Snappy, yeah, and he had snappy one-liners and shit like that. He was badass, yeah, yeah. as I recall. Like, And that was like, but Peter Parker wasn't. And that's kind of like, you know, it's sort of like the Superman-Clark Kent thing. It's like, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it kind of allows them to be themselves. But, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I guess it's just like, it's just kind of tedious. So thinking about all this stuff, I'm just like, oh, who fucking cares? <laughs> oh, there's going to be a crossover? Great. Well, gay Venom and gay Tom Holland, I guess, can you know what I mean? start making out on screen. I don't know. Don't give them uh, any ideas. Uh, plan. Well, I, I don't think in their lore, their Peter Parker's not gay because he's, he, he's in love with Mary Jane, who's Zendaya, well, right? MJ is not Mary Jane. I forgot oh, what her name is. Something God. else. Oh, Which also changing. bothers me. Just, yeah. Why are they going to do stuff just, like this? Like, I, you know what? I almost wish you would have just went through and just made her Mary Jane. Instead of just making a new character called MJ, like he's just going to date two girls named MJ. I mean, I knew a guy who dated like two girls with the same name. But like. It's amazing how hard they'll bend over backwards to not adhere to the story. <laughs> yeah. Just keep it simple. I In fact. Like I was reading. Sorry. I was reading Preacher yeah. last night. Like I, I finished yeah. like the first, like whatever the, um, whatever the free kind of mini series that's on a. Uh, that's on a, a comics comicsology. It yeah. was it was excellent, and then I was like, and like him and Tulip's relationship is such a big part of it. And then and like then they race swapped the casting in uh, in the TV show, and it's like at the, I didn't really have a connection to the comic book when I watched the show, but now that I know the comic book, such a travesty, such mm-hmm. a mistake, such a poorly done like misrepresentation of what was like a great character, and it's you know it's like. I don't know. I, I guess the more they do it, the more I'm just like, oh, you know what? Fuck it all. That's that's kind of the issue. That's how I felt with a lot of this stuff and a lot of stuff we're going to get into. Uh, I was just going to say as far as keeping things uh, straight to the source material, I'm not sure if you want to talk about it because we got other stuff to get into, but the whole um, fucking Spawn thing, Todd McFarlane literally says that other people who've tried to make this movie over the years have, quote, unquote, made the mistake of retelling the comic book. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not a mistake. That's what you would like to do. That's the desired result. And this is the guy who created the comic book who just basically sold out on his franchise. Probably, I- I'm thinking similar to what we just saw. Somebody probably said, hey, you want your movie made? Well, bend the knee. I will say, though, it would be nice to not have an origin story. Oh, uh, sorry, Pat asked. That is an incredible point. Cassidy was spot on. The actor who played Cassidy was incredible. 
No, I mean, and it was, yeah, it just, I don't know. She felt so wrong. Like, she just wasn't the right, she's not the right character. She, I hated all the like, little, like, her little head snapping and stuff like that. And she's too aggressive. Like, Tulip was mad at Preacher, but she wasn't this hostile. Like, she loved him and kind of, you know, I don't know. Anyway, like, I can talk about that another time. Yeah. But it was just, like, it just didn't feel right. It was definitely wokeified. Um, but to McFarlane's point about the origin story, I think there's, there's something to that. I I think, um, what's it like Gary's point that out? Like he wants to just see like a Batman, like that's just kicking ass and solving crimes, not the star, not the parent thing. And it's like, I, I, you know, we'll just, just, let's just see spawn as spawn and then go like, go from there. Well, that part I do agree with, but just the, the, he, the idea that you wouldn't want to stick with the sort of two. That's what I just said. I'm so sick of seeing Peter Parker as a kid or over seeing Batman's parents die. We don't need to see those parents die at again. all. No. And, and what's crazy is I feel like because they've done that to keep redoing the origin, they've like almost changed the origin. Now Batman, like at a certain point, not that he gets over it, but he's not thinking about his parents all the time, but now they've made it. So even when he's longer in his career, he just looks at his parents and cries. It's like, what? Before you guys overdid it, it didn't matter that. I mean, it mattered. It was the origin, but it wasn't like. I don't really remember it from, from when I was a kid. Like, I knew it was the yeah. story, but I don't remember it being like this motivating factor or something that you dwell on all the time. And yeah. like, I think part of it comes from the memes because there's a lot of memes about, you know, his. True. Like, there was one like uh, it was like a like a Riddler meme. Where, hold on, let me see if I can just pull it up because I don't want to misquote the joke. But it was like, I, I, be, I don't know, maybe that they're just emulating what they, they think the internet's seeing or what the internet's talking maybe. about or something like that. But yeah, it's, it's just like, all right, I'm ready. Just kick some ass. And I don't know, like it doesn't, it just doesn't feel like they really, they get it right very often. No. So maybe that'll be a good thing for Spawn. I mean, I don't know. Or any, I, I I would like to stop the originitis and the um, overbranding of like Bat. I love the Joker. He's a great villain. He's not Batman's only villain. Please shine light on other villains he has. They don't even do shit with the real. It's just Joker, 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 mm-hmm. Joker. I love Joker. Please, just just Batman has other villains. Focus on them, please. Yeah. Um. Here's the other. Uh, here's here's the the, the Riddler meme. meme. What travels down an alley and has holes in it? My parents? Oh, God, no, no. It's a bowling hole. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, but that's what I mean. (laughs) And it's like, no matter what, he could be 20, 30 years in Batman. He looks at his parents. Oh, my God. It's like, bro, you've been... Like, to me, one of the better parts, and I know a lot of people don't like the movie of Batman Forever, is the implication that now, like, he's messed up from being Batman more than he is his parents. Like the stuff mm-hmm. that he sees as Batman is way worse than just that initial loss. And I thought that was an interesting angle to go with it. Um, even if the movie wasn't perfect, but like, well, you know, it would be like origin, 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 and, and gravitas, gravitas, gravitas too. like everything needs to be so big and end of the world. You know, it's like if there was just a like like a Netflix style, you know how they did the Daredevil show. Yeah. If there was a Netflix Batman show live action, you know, and that like not to say it's like the Mandalorian where it's just it's like single adventures every week. But if there was kind of like, you know, you would just move through like a villainous story and then wrap it up uh-huh. and then move on to the next one like that would I think that would work like Me it too. does. These things are serialized. Like they try to adapt them into these epic movies that like the whole earth shifts. But 
I don't know. Comic books are they're not necessarily about that. It's not necessarily what's so entertaining about them. It's kind of like the shorter stories sometimes that are really compelling. I agree. I agree. And no, Batman's not mentally stable, isn't the girl? But he's not like that's the, that's kind of the balance. He he balances out his instability with his work ethic and the fact that he's like so well trained and so well read and constantly working on different cases and shit like that. It, he's like a workaholic, so he doesn't think about how fucked up he really is. But yeah, yeah I, I would love that series. I've been wanting that series for like decades. Just like, hey, do a Netflix style or HBO Max. You have that platform now. Do a show. They got this Gotham PD. They do everything but Batman. Just have Batman as a show. And he's already Batman. And you don't have to retell his origin. There's a Robin. Or if you want to make him already Nightwing, you can make him already Nightwing. That's cool. That's even better. And there's a established world. And you're, you just start off telling stories. And like you said, do kind of not not quite villain of the week. But you do, you know, one villain with a story and have maybe an arc that builds over like a sub story or sub stories or just that not build so goddamn like end of the world stakes yeah. all the time. Like what's the, what's the, like the killing joke is like one of the most like beloved or famous Batman comics. Yeah. Right. And it's like, what happened there? He paralyzed uh, the girl who's going to become Batgirl and, and Batgirl, kidnapped yeah. commissioner Gordon. I mean, that's kind of it. That is it. It's not. There's really not much else going on there. It's not like there's a bomb in like the Gotham's. You know, uh, he's gonna kill millions of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's his master plan to like try to turn Gordon crazy. Like yeah. it's you know it's some weird Joker shit he wanted to do. Like that's it. You know, like and I was watching the preacher thing or reading preacher last night, and it was like there's this one. I don't want to spoil it, but like you know, it's just basically there's this big shootout at just this house in like Louisiana, yeah. and like that's it. Like the yeah, the house burns down, but it's not. He doesn't fight the town. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, not yeah. he's not wrestling a demon flying yeah. through the sky. Like you know what I mean? He just wins yeah. this moment. Yeah, and that's that's more interesting not just in like superhero but in genre and in TV in general mm-hmm. without you know most that's what made television really compelling in the past 20 years where you would have your protagonist either failing or barely winning. And that was what let you, uh, kept you interested in seeing the next week, what would happen with that protagonist. And I think those type of stories that are a lot lesser stakes, you can build into great stakes and extreme stakes, um, over the course of a season and multiple seasons. Yeah. But, but yeah, you can have high stakes without it. Like being the, the, end of the, the, world. the UN's in the balance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what you I mean? Penguin like, could just, just kidnap a bus. And you could just yeah. have that and why rob a kid, bank or rob whatever, a bank, you know, and have hostages. And now there's that. Maybe he wired them with bombs. Now you have a whole episode where he has to do hostage negotiation and try to sneak around. I just, yeah. I'm, he, he needs I'm to go to a warehouse. He needs yeah. to go to a warehouse and save someone. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have yeah. to be like, that's big enough. It's just, you know, like the entire city hangs in the balance there's of every single bomb. Always, you know, there's an army of, you know, like the there's a portal that's going to open up and swallow the whole earth. It's like, can it just be like, you know, his mom got kidnapped and he rescues her? I, I like, I just don't know yeah. why it's always going to be these like end of the world stakes. It just, I don't know. Like superheroes are like, you know, they're like cops, but better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, they, they keep the peace. Like it's not, they're not, you know, they're not the guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Topic Farland Spawn film embraces wokeness. Now, I think this is, I read this article before, and I think John yeah. F. Trent is interpreting that. It doesn't sound 
like to me this isn't smoking gun enough for me to be like definitely it doesn't sound great but i don't know let's read yeah, and I kind of feel similarly. Um, when we get to it, there's parts of me that thinks, and I think it may even be early on, where I'm like, okay, he might have had his arm twisted a little bit in the direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, McFarlane spoke to CBR about the upcoming film where he made it crystal clear the film was embracing Hollywood's race politics. CBR asked the creator, last month it was announced Brian Tucker is going to take a crack at that movie at the movie script. What about his vision for the project impressed you to bring him on board? Uh, so who is Brian Tucker? Real quick, before we go any further with this article, I'd like to know who Brian Tucker is. Uh, Brian Tucker is a screenwriter. Wait. Okay, so I thought, okay, that's weird. I thought that they said, all right, so that doesn't make any sense. So I guess he's writing the new Spawn. He doesn't have any, another one guy with no credits. That's awesome. What is the deal with that? How do these guys end up in fucking major motion pictures without any credits? Is he a writer? Is he a like a novelist? Eyes wide shut parties. So weird. He's a, uh, he wrote, Broken City. Oh, okay, at least he's wrote. Okay, in 2013, he wrote Broken City with Mark Wahlberg and um, and uh, Kurt. No, what's that? What's that guy's name? Russell Crowe. Um. Yeah, but still, that's it. That's all he's. That's all he did. He wrote one screenplay, and he's writing the new Spawn. Almost ten years ago, by the way. That's crazy. <laughs> How does that happen? Uh. Like, and like, there's nothing else on his Wikipedia. Like, it wasn't like, oh, he's also a novelist or he writes comic books or who is this guy? Some uh. fucking guy. How did he even get that fucking Mike Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg job? Well, actually, that's kind of interesting because he, he was an unsolicited screenplay. So he just wrote it uh, and then the, the, and someone bought it. But then it wasn't. There's that, I mean, that's actually kind of interesting. Like, he's sort of an outsider. OK, cool. But anyway, um, so he has. Last month it was announced Brian Tucker is going to take a crack at the movie script. What about his vision for the project impressed you to bring him on board? McFarlane answered, well, it wasn't just my decision. There's a handful of other people working on it that we haven't announced yet. One of the people working on it that is going to be a big name when we finally announce it, uh, I think he said he went through close to 100 scripts by as many people as he could. So I guess McFarlane's not very closely associated. Like he's ancillarily connected to this it doesn't sound like he's producing it yeah i think he just signed off he's taking his check and said you guys can uh do whatever you want yeah that's what it kind of sounds like says the creator then revealed one of the key things he was looking for was a non-white writer now brian yeah, tucker just... is not non-white he's white like i googled him i think Oh, wait, no, this is a different guy. It's probably a different Brian Tucker. There you go. Um, uh, Apparently, Google is bigoted. There you go. Yeah, liars. Maybe he's not. Maybe there aren't pictures of him. I can't find a picture of him. Anyway, all right. Okay. Um, One of the key, non-white writer, he said, we are looking ideally for someone that could bring a voice to the character on two levels. I'm just a white Canadian kid. I haven't lived yeah. the life of a man in America of someone with dark skin. We thought it was important to get the perspective of somebody who has somebody with that perspective coming in and adding a slightly different bent to what you and I as comic book readers already want to know what Spawn Because black people can't about. read comics. We're too stupid. Mom, you know what? Hire Eric July. That's a guy they can hire since they want to you know, get somebody Fucking with a different perspective. Brilliant. 
And you know he has a comic company now, so you know hire Eric July. He Super knows what it's like to be black in America. He exactly. loves comic books. He has a huge platform already built in, so that helps the marketing. Hire Eric July. I, yeah. I, give me give me a reason why. Oh, because it's not. It's not about gotta, race. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's about the right type of the mm-hmm. right side of history mm-hmm. perspective. It's there pretty interesting. Um. Okay, I'm trying to think of this like open-mindedly. Like I, I, I don't. I think it's that's ridiculous that a writer can't write someone else's experience. I mean, it's like so then, yeah. so then no white, no woman should write a male character, right? Ever. She hasn't had the the perspective of a man, yep. and no black person should write uh, a Native American or or an Asian. Uh, because they haven't had that perspective, so you can literally only. So, what do you do? Like, is every uh, is every screen re- screenplay going to be written by committee, where like people j- j- jump in and they write their characters of the people that represent exactly what they there look like, go. and then they, you know the woman jumps in and writes her part, and the black. Yep. Like, are you fucking? Is that like really your philosophy? Like, if you're a screenwriter, that's your job. Yeah. Is to imagine other people's perspectives and stories and, and talk and try to live them and, and see them through their eyes. That's that's what the story that's what it is. And so that's my that's my perspective of like what the writing thing. But then again, I see it from a producer point of view, like what really should they do? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, well, in this crazy ass world, I don't know what the hell you do. Like, you, like it's the smart play. Mm hmm. You know, like, how do you, how do you, like, it's this, it's the smart play to get a black screenwriter. Like, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. From their point of view. Listen, to be honest, just because someone's black doesn't, I mean, it's okay to have a black screenwriter as well. You know what I mean? Just make sure they're, yeah, Ripperverse. And um, somebody said something. I think uh, the current spawn is Al Simmons again. He said 90 spawn was black. I know they, there has been multiple spawns, but I think for the past. I didn't know that. Few years has been Al Simmons. I believe. And, and who is Al, a, Al Simmons? On Al Simmons is the man. main. He's the black guy. He's the main okay. guy. He's the one Michael Jai White played in the night. Okay. Spawn. So he's like yeah. the main small. So there's multiple spawns. I believe so. Yeah. Is he yeah. the first one? He was the first one. Okay. He's the first so one. I that's... think he's back as the spawn. Okay. Yeah. And I haven't kept up with every element of spawn the whole way through, but I, I believe there's multiple spawns and that he is the current one now. And if somebody who knows more about comics or who reads spawn, please let me know if I'm wrong. Uh, either in the chats or the comments, because we know people watch these playbacks. Uh, shout out to the playbacks. Uh, yeah, where it shouts. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I've never read Spawn. I, you know, I'm still pretty much a comic normie. I don't yeah, really, yeah, you know, I don't know much about it, but I'm yeah, I'm just trying to be like, you know, it's like from their point of view, it's like that's that's the smart play. Like in a perfect yeah. world, they should just get whoever like loves the property and loves the comic book and it has a screenwriting talent to adapt it. Like that's who you should get for that. Yeah. And there are indeed, you know, and now I got people saying Ripper verse in the uh, <laughs> comments, but there are indeed black people who could do that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, and it's like, that's why I said, oh, okay, cool. Hire Eric July, hire somebody who has that, you know, honestly, he doesn't, I don't know if he has any formal writing until what he's doing now. But he is starting his own comic company. So in a, within a few months or however long it takes for everything to be released, he will be a published writer. You know what I mean? So it's like right. 
he's a name if you wanted to call for the this sort of stuff because of his expertise with with comics. By the way, yeah, he's been having read comics 20, 30 years or however old he is, read comics his entire life. Well, they never hire anyone like that. There's there's never anyone that they bring in that's like, you can't do this. You can't break this rule. Like, this is how the comic, like a comic expert, like, like the way you would do it. Like if you were adapting something historical. Yeah. And you bring in, you know, some medieval war course. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Someone from Cambridge or something like that, you know. Yeah, they would. They don't do that. They don't because they don't respect this medium. They really don't. As much money as they make on it, as many movies as they make, they don't respect these things as storytelling. It's this is for kids. This is childish bullshit. Yeah, and it's funny. You, I've known they don't respect this medium or us or a lot of ways. But when you said it like that, it's just like oh, okay, yeah. Because you're right. They don't even get put in that amount. They wouldn't of even think about it. Yeah. There's no, there's no honor or respect. I mean, like that's why, that's why, as much as like the fandom like hates Kevin Smith now, but that's why he can get away with it in Hollywood just to destroy it because everyone's like, oh, that stupid kids show, He Man. Who cares what he does with it? That's yeah. how they look at it. That's absolutely how they look at it. And yeah, it, it's sad because you would think with all the money that's being made off comic book movies, and maybe too much. Cause I think they may uh, be going to the well a little too much for the normies. Mm-hmm. Um. But you would think they would say, okay, let's let's learn about the lore, but obviously not because it's all about agenda. Hopefully, whoever is the writer is not a super woke writer. Hopefully, they pick like a, a competent – like when you look – I don't know if Brian Tucker is the guy, and I don't know how to find him. And they said there were other people involved. Hopefully, they pick people, regardless of what color they are, rather black, whatever, um, that have the property's best interest in mind. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I got to be positive, though. I'm trying to be positive. I know. I appreciate that. But I just don't think – I don't. you don't get plucked in Hollywood without agenda being your life nowadays. Yeah. That's what you – you have to be. You have to be one of these troopers. Yeah. That's what gets you noticed. And unfortunately, because, I mean, anytime they, they, you, they come up with a writer – that happens to be black or happens to be whatever. They're all super woke, super mm-hmm. agenda, super um, identity based. They're always yep. super identity based. As a black man, as a black woman, as a gay woman, as and a just repeat the narrative, repeat the things you've heard a yeah. million times. It's not unique thoughts. It's not like yeah, I don't know, I don't really care, I don't see that thing. It's like they get all wrapped up in this stuff. I mean, yeah, they're all pretty soy in Hollywood anyway. Like they're all just kind of you know. They they react emotionally. They already know they have the right answers. They already you know it's like this collectivist kind of point of view about a lot of that stuff. Um, you know they all went to colleges where that's how they were indoctrinated. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have I have very like how does this guy get this job? Yeah, that's a billion dollar question. I mean, well not billion. I don't know how much this movie's worth, but like I don't know how somebody with such little work experience could get this could get any major movie not just mm-hmm. this but get okay this is a major movie that enough you know a huge budget is going to be spent behind it and you have no build-up experience you don't have stuff especially as a writer it's not like you're a director where some you know it takes a longer time to get a movie done where okay if you had one or two credits that's not a lot but if maybe we're talking, you wrote one thing in 2013, if that is the correct I am. And it's not even a good, like, it's not even, like, a really f- successful movie. I've never yeah. even heard of that movie. Yeah. 
So yeah, I don't know how he gets this. I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping uh, against hope. It sounds like, and you're probably right because I don't. I don't expect from Hollywood, from the entertainment industry, and that's why we kind of sound like a broken record. And that's why I think a lot of us can sound like a broken record. Mm-hmm. It's all gonna be woke. It's all gonna be not just woke, but they're not gonna care about the property, and it's just to what extent, like. I felt like something like Shane Chi, even though I thought it was woke at Elements, I also thought it was tolerable at Elements, and I can see how Normies liked it enough for it to be as moderately successful. Successful relative to the coof, but moderately as far as Marvel as it is. It's like, but like, I mean, it's I not good enough, though. Like that's It just not, sounded like trash. It it was the first forty minutes are, are have some cool action scenes. After that, it gets really bad, and it's like, but that's a lot of times that's enough for Normie. So that's that's part of the reason they play the games they play. And you think why would they make something so stupid? It's because you know what? Sometimes they can trick Normies in, into a theater, and that's why they, they, they that's why they're so arrogant. That's why they play Footloose. That's why they think a two year old James Bond. Could uh be a uh that people will pay to see a two year old play James Bond. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 not too, and I got to vamp a little bit from my man Fireball. Uh, Hell, Punkwater, I appreciate everyone showing up. Um, isn't everything? Uh, another voice said, isn't everything? Uh, remain woke to the cat. Academy changes their requirements. Oh yeah, the Academy uh, Awards do have their requirements for. Uh, man, that's gonna be really interesting when that kicks in. I'm not sure if that kicks in next coming year, 2022, or the year after that. But when the Academy has their requirements for movies, um, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. And hell, we'll see if people even care by that point, um, because the Academy Awards is just. Uh, Hemorrhaging viewers. A lot of things are hemorrhaging viewers. So we will see on that. Now Matt is back. Hey. So cool. 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 Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's like it ha- it's it's a movie with a black protagonist in 2022 or whatever this yeah. year. I mean, they they wouldn't get. I don't even know. I don't know. You know what I wonder about a lot of this stuff, like. If everyone comes out and they're losing their minds and, oh, it's racist and, oh, it's oppressive, and then they're just like, yeah, okay, and then they just don't do anything about it, and then, like, the people move on to their next thing, like, if that would be a way to just get around this, you'd be like, yeah, okay, they're going to yell, and let them yell, and then we don't do anything about it, and then who gives a shit? Well, shit, that's what they do do to us when we yell. They just don't do anything outside of Sonic. But that was more universal. Mm-hmm. But like when people yell, they usually don't do anything, don't give a shit. So why can't you do that when the woke idiots on Twitter who nobody cares about yells? And you know something else I forgot to mention, and I'm not sure if it's linked in this article, but there's a bounding article from the end of last year with Michael Jai White, who played Spawn in the original, mm-hmm. saying that he's pessimistic on what they're doing. With the new so one. it's like it's you're you're so worried about representation, but when it comes to to the opinion of a black man who's in Hollywood who actually played in the original, apparently it doesn't have that much weight because his pessimism isn't impacting anything. 
Yeah. Not that yeah. he should or shouldn't. He's an actor, but it's like, well, I mean, if you're if you care about the black opinion so much, it you would think it should, especially being a guy who played in the first place. I also think a lot of it has to do with the fact that these guys take their opinion like so seriously and like this whole you know, the whole like activism thing, like the activism lifestyle is that they have to take it so seriously in every aspect of their lives. Like this isn't just about, you know, making a good spawn movie. This is about rectifying the evils of the past of a colonizing, oppressive, evil white man or whatever it is in their head. And that and that's why they need to do stuff like this. That's why it's so important. So going against it, you're you're, you're almost saying like and their minds and the people who live in these cities and are in this, especially in the entertainment industry, like at least the time that yeah. I spent there, you're basically saying you want to put black people back in slavery. Because if every single action you take is not to progressively undo the evils of the past, you want to go back to the evils of the past. Here's my always been my issue with the these things. They constantly have this opinion but they usually are doing things in the name of being an ally that's harmful to whether it's black people or whatever group that they champion. It's, they it's actually very do consistent. actions that are very harmful towards that group. So it's like, hey, you're not helping. This doesn't help. We have less black TV on and black mainstream black characters than when I was a kid. You know, there was yes. a show called fucking The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and everyone loved it. Yep. And there was Independence Day and Men in Black and all these other movies that Will Smith did, all the movies Eddie Murphy did, Bad Boys, all these huge movies that were mm -hmm. like number one movie of the, of the year sometimes, Eddie and they Murphy. were black or mainly black cast, and it's like all that, you don't see that as much. You don't see no. that because now And if you do, a lot right. of people rightfully just tune out. Yeah. Because it's like Especially they don't want to lecture. And it's, it's even worse when it's female-led. You know, oh, it's like they've done more to set back female characters than anything that anyone else. If, if you if you were trying to do it, they've said it so yeah. far back. It's like you know now you see a female led anything, you're like, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be woke, it's gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, like that yeah. show Foundation on like Apple Plus. I'm like, no, oh, that's yeah. gonna be garbage. I've had no interest. I know there was. I think Cynthia Ditto was semi interested, but then everyone was telling them it's probably going to be terrible. It looks. I mean, you just you can't you can't have hope for something like that in this day and age. <laughs> Family Matters is another good call. Uh, yeah, yeah. And was, I used to watch the shit out of Family Matters, and I never thought a, yeah. it's a black family. And it was that was one of the most popular shows on TV. Period. Of yeah, of you any just watched genre. it. You yeah. didn't think about these things. You did. I didn't go to the movies and and see Spawn in the theater, which I did do, and think, Ooh. "Oh, that's Michael Jai White. He's black. How different!" Like I, I didn't even think about it. It didn't occur to me. I'm watching the story unfold. You didn't that's... want to rub your your fingers through his hair to see how different it is. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's like I don't notice the difference between black and white people, but it's like when I'm watching the movie, it's not important. It's about this story of the black guy. Okay, who cares? Yeah. Like, why do I need to take time to acknowledge that? It's so weird. Yeah. Like, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, there was a lot of like black comedy shows that were really popular, either in like prime time or like syndication in the '90s, and they don't exist. They'll never happen again because Hell every black it. character. Would it Hell, Nerdporeo. He's. I think he just waited to the thousand subs. Oh shit! Way to go! Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, congrats, man. Good for congrats. you, dude. That's awesome. Um, and grinding. I mean, he's been out. He's been around for like eight, nine months. 
Yeah. Puts out a lot of content, too. Yeah. Put out a lot of, like, really good uh, Evergreen-style content. So Yeah, good happens. stuff. Good for you, bro. Um, yo, I was going to say something. When you were talking about how people, uh, how, like, the, these efforts, they actually end up hurting more than helping. Yeah. That's very universal with a lot of this stuff. I was listening to, uh, I was at the gym earlier today. Not bragging. Just that was there. I need to uh, get to the damn gym. <laughs> and I was listening to um, Basic Economics by Thomas Sowell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking awesome. It's 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 clear it's cleared up so much stuff for me. Like just like the difference between like a communist run government or a socialist run government, like just how much like just the nature of, of the market just kind of dictates things in this sort of like very natural way. Like it was just talking about how like in, in Soviet Russia, like if they wanted to if there was a priority for certain things, like they would order it and then they would end up having too much and then these things would just rot in these big warehouses because it wasn't like a natural need it was like a government need and then there was like there had to be like a a massive bureaucracy to keep track of all the different prices and they had to set the prices because it's all communist run economy it's just like it was you're like wow i never even thought about that that's all insane like it's it's so crazy but the one thing they kept that he, he was bringing up uh, was about there's like a whole chapter on it essentially, but it was about like rent control laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard this example. Go ahead, man. And no, and just how much it actually ends up just hurting uh, the the underclass more than yeah. anything. Yeah, um, I, I know in the MF you guys were talking about homelessness. As far as San Francisco goes, those laws are probably a soft contributor to a lot of that because they increased the rent so much that like how if you fall off. You could end up homeless pretty quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and it was really intense. And I was listening. I was like, damn. Like, it was just so fascinating. Like, apparently, like, that, like, homelessness kind of just follows around those, like, rent control laws. Yeah. Which are designed to help the poor people. But a lot of a lot of what ends up happening is that people will keep these apartments when they normally wouldn't have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, someone could be able to live in one of these apartments that's a little bit more affordable. Like, it was really fascinating. And then it ends up, like, uh, abandoned buildings and stuff like that end up going up because of rent control. It was all this stuff yeah. where it was just like, wow, like, I, I never knew that correlation. But it's, like, it's designed to help and it ultimately ends up making everything worse. And it's yeah. much like what you were bringing up. It's like it's designed to help and ruins everything. Yeah. And at a certain point, you think, okay, especially because they always, like, ignore input that lets them know this. It's like, are, are you guys mm-hmm. being malicious or are you guys being ignorant? Either way, it's unacceptable. But the way they uh, have so much disdain for you pointing this out, you know, well, um, it makes what. Well, I mean, my conspiracy brain thinks it's because, like, ultimately, a lot of this stuff just ends up helping the rich. Yeah, it you does. know, and it it's like does. they're rich elitists in Hollywood. Like, that's that's who that's who runs the town. That's who works in that industry for the most part. Like, that's who like the pretty shiny Hollywood people. So it's like, I don't know. Like, is there is there uh, what's the word like uh, motivation for them to keep this? Yeah. To yeah. spread this shit because it benefits them in the long run? I don't know. Maybe. And that's a that's a good question, good point. I, I think honestly, I'm of the belief, yes, because I'm my conspiracy theory brain is already there. I'm of the belief that all of these things um either were directly intended or when they were found out to have these negative effects, intentionally continued for the purposes of, like you said, uh, bettering the rich in whatever way way it does. 
Yeah, so, I yeah. mean, it's crazy. Like, of course it is Ascension Toto. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. Like, all these places that, like, end up having, like, all these super high taxes to support these social programs, they ultimately end up just becoming places that no one except the rich can really afford. Yeah. And it just, it's like the exact opposite of what they say they want. So, I don't yeah. know. It's uh, its kind of a little off topic, but it's just something that was occurred to me as you yeah. were talking about that. And I can't remember the statistic about San Francisco. I think the uh, amount of, uh, they wanted to get more black people to live there, and the black people in San Francisco went from like 20% to 10% after. Uh. Something, it was something like that. I can't tell you what the numbers were specifically, but it dropped quite a bit. Yeah, because ultimately it's just like, just get your fucking stupid government hands out of it. Yeah. Don't need, we don't need it. it. It'll sort itself out. Yeah. You're not. It's yeah, it's really interesting. Like the more they try to like meddle and the, the more they ruin everything. Yeah. The more, yeah. That's that's why I dislike the government. Everything they touch goes to shit. Yeah. Everything they touch. Because you can't force these kinds of things. You can't just change things because you decided. And it's also like it's then it's it's all executed by government employees, you know, who like they're never gonna get fired. They don't really have much skin yep. in this game. They're just kind of going through the motions, doing what they're supposed to do, and ultimately it just ends up like ruining everything. Like there's this okay, so that the USDA organic thing, you know, is like a oh, big Lord. thing when it comes yeah, to yeah, food, yeah. you know. But it's yeah, like yeah. it's such a pain in the ass to get your food like to be approved by the government yeah. organically meanwhile what they really just need to do is just drop the government subsidies for all these like shitty farms and the corn industry yes. like all, all you got to do is just do less and then it'll the, the problem will sort itself out <laughs> yeah and again there's nefarious shit with that there's a lot of people who are lobbyists who yep. work, represent a lot of these, uh, either the corn industry or really a lot of food industry in general because they mm -hmm. use corn for every fucking thing. I know we're yep. off topic, but it's on topic. So um, and then they're, fighting they're, the culture crimes. We're fighting culture crime fires. It's in the name. Um, and this is a crime against culture. It's, it's, it's something that happens in general where the government interferes. So, yeah, with the yeah. food thing, they, they'll subsidize they'll, they'll, oh, they'll subsidize it because some lobbyists will, send, will go to a government official or – well, often happens is a government official either will uh, wait their year, or I don't know what the time period, maybe one year, maybe two years. It may have made it five years, but there's a time period of which you can transition from the FDA to working at like uh, uh, Kellogg or mm -hmm. Coca-Cola or something. Yep. And so they'll go back and forth between uh, government official and corporate official. Um, either way, either a corporate official becomes a government official uh, or vice versa or both because they'll go back and forth. And, and on that, both sides of the aisle, on both sides of the aisle, yes. when this comes up, what do you hear about getting rid of the subsidies or getting rid of like any of this kind of, uh, you know, like government controlled pricing? Fucking crickets. Not a goddamn thing. No Republicans either, by the way. No. Uh, you know, no, I don't hear the conservatives rallying to get rid of the the artificially inflated cost of sugar. Yeah. Like it's all and this shit, man. To to chill on the Republicans anymore, which it, it seems like we do every week. I fuck them. But when I you think about everybody. it, that would <laughs> affect the Republican-ran states. You're talking about the middle of America. That's where all the farmland is, That's right? And they do nothing for them. You know, you what you would think their constituents see it. So it's not. It's it's it, the government sucks. Government mm -hmm. sucks. If you learn nothing from the culture crime fighters, it, government sucks. Absolutely. Absolutely, and definitely read Thomas Sowell. It's fucking he's badass. Yes, read or listen to Thomas Sowell. Yes, the Republicans were always useless. And they're all useless. I mean, it's they're all useless. It's like the the less of them, the better. 
Yes. And yes. it's like you need you need some government, but it should be small and really watched closely. Yes. Yes, and we are far, far and away from that. We have to hopefully people will say the pendulum will swing. We will see. I'm hoping that it does. Yeah, I'm hoping wild. that it does. It is wild. Yeah, so... that was a, a bowl of tangents with the whole spawn thing. That's okay. Yeah. But it was it, good. Uh, it was yeah, yeah, because a lot of it is, it's related. I mean, that's why there's been such a crossover of politics and culture because it's like okay, there's nefarious things happening and there's reasons for these things and yes. they're politically motivated. Fucking AOC has her fucking uh, tax the rich dress at the Met Gala. You know what I mean? And then obviously yep. we saw what happened with Nicki Minaj. Not wearing, not wearing a mask. Not wearing a mask. Not wearing a mask. I'm wearing Emmys. a mask. See? Just do Dude, the-, the Emmys was the worst one, apparently, because you they actually technically broke the law by doing that. Oh. Because you can't even be like in a bar or restaurant like without your mask, like it was without eating or really? drinking. Like they technically broke. I, I believe this is the case. They technically broke Los Angeles law by doing oh, that. So all those celebrities would be fine, obviously. Of right? course, yeah, I'm sure that uh, Garcetti is going to rush right in, and uh, you know, give them a fine. Hollywood like Gar- Garcetti. Oof, Sorry, that was all... almost a wire no, just... reference. Like <laughs> Carcetti, I think it was. Oh, Carcetti from uh, was it um, the wire. Dark uh, the wire. Oh, the wire. The wire. No, he was in the Dark Knight too. He was in the fucking. He's in the opening scene, I think, with Bane. He's yeah. The same oh guy. yeah, yeah. Uh, the That's Irish probably... guy, the yeah, little yeah, yeah. finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Wire, man. That's a great show. I know we've talked about that before, but we did recently lose uh, Michael K. Williams. Yeah. So I guess it's it's worth talking about. Um, but that's if no, if you haven't seen that show, it's a terrific. It really does show. Like a lot of like this corruption in government, like it shows yeah. how it happens, how you go from like a genuine idealist to part of the system like immediately. Yes, it shows how it's funny. Carcetti, it shows how he corrupts. He yep. starts off as this idealistic, genuine guy, mm-hmm. and then it takes just slips a little up bit of, one little yep. time, and then a little ego and self preservation, and yep. And then he just starts doing exactly what the guy before him did almost immediately. Yep. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty fascinating, man. It was good. Uh, yeah. uh, brutal institutions and stuff like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like that show, it's, it's kind of hopeless, it's, though, when you think about it. It is a hopeless show. It's a it's a very bleak show. Mm-hmm. Um, but government is kind of hopeless. You know what? I could go with David Simon, but there's one thing I did want to um, – Mentioned and I haven't mentioned it in a couple of weeks. Did you see the Hawkeye trailer? No. Okay. Can we hold uh, on? Can we just put a pin in that for just yeah, one yeah, second? Because okay. I'd like to take this time to announce that officially next week, oh, yeah, the Culture official, Crime official. Fighters, we are changing our time. Yes. We are moving six hours up <laughs> yes. in the day. Yeah. So for uh, research some... has shown that the twelve o'clock central slot has got a lot more traction. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. It has nothing to do with no. that. In My job way. has made me move. My job schedule has is I've been work I've been training and next week I go on my full schedule. So one uh to three Eastern, noon to two central, and then you guys can work it out for every yeah. other time zone you guys yeah. are at. But starting next week, that's when it's going to happen. We're sorry. There's really nothing else we could do about it. Uh, yeah. This is, is Vidge's new schedule, is, and it's kind of like every day. So it's not, we can't even switch days to keep it on this time. Yeah. So, unfortunately. 
This is what it is. Uh, we'll still, you know, fight culture crime. And if you can't yeah. catch us live here, you can also catch us on anywhere you pick up podcasts. There you go. That's some because the, cult- the culture crime fighters is on uh, Spotify and iTunes and Google Podcasts and all kinds of shit. And we are huge in the Barbados. Uh, we are international <laughs> superstars in Barbados. Yeah. I don't even know if that's accurate. That might have just been some bullshit. But someone said we were number 54 in comedy podcasts in Barbados. Top 100 in Barbados. There we go. Hell yeah. So, yeah. And we do. I mean, it is kind of cool. The Culture Crime Fighters, like, uh, on the website that I use to host it, there actually is a map of, like, where people consume this show. And it's all over the world, which is really fucking cool. Like, there's Europe and... Um, you know, the um, all over the States, Bangladesh, uh, Russia. That's pretty yeah. fucking cool. South Russia. America. Yeah, Russia. How did that happen? Um, I, I, and Moscow, too. And, and Maybe Moscow. Snorter Poopus. He's a bear. No, I didn't think about that. He's a polar That bear. could be. But it's could right be. in the heart of Moscow. Like, right? Uh. It looks like maybe the Kremlin's listening. I don't know. There you go. There <laughs> you go. Maybe Putin's a fan. Maybe. Maybe he's a big uh, Islington girl says there are 55 comedy podcasts in the Barbados. And, and we're not last place. 54. There you 54. go. Absolutely. Are there really? Is that a joke? I don't or, know. Did you do research? I'm sure it's a joke. You can't do the research that fast. I hope not. Yeah. But, uh, but hell. Uh, yeah, so check us out on, uh, on Spotify and all that good shit. And, uh, yeah. you know, wherever you get podcasts. And next week. We're moving up to uh, noon central, one yeah. Eastern. And, and think of it like this: by the time if you do show up at six, the show will already be done. And yeah, that's true. Whole, you can watch the whole show. Yeah, I mean the interaction at that point will be much lower. But you could always yeah. leave a comment. Please do leave a comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave a comment. And make sure you're subbed to both of us because I think we're both in YouTube jail. Yes, we are. I've been. My numbers have just been going down. It's like I lose. It's it's. It, I mean, maybe people don't like my content. I don't know. They just unsub, but. It's been a lot of unsubs this month, so if you if you intend on remaining a fan, please subscribe because I yes, uh, please do. It's tanking. YouTube hates us. Is they really hate so. us? I, yeah. Both of our channels too, because like I'm, I I've been to six fifty seven as far as subs like two or three times, and I noticed even this stream, this stream started off we had like nine people for the first like half hour. We appreciate everyone who showed up. Hell yeah, now, we do. And I had trouble even finding it to just like link it out, so they're they're fucking with us. Yeah, although we're we got twenty people watching right we now. Yeah, twenty so now. So people, thank you very much for watching. Y'all. By the way, hey, please like and share if you haven't. Please like, share, subscribe. All that good stuff. Uh, tell your friends. Tell, um, tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. So I have the I got the Hawkeye trailer pulled up. Okay. Yeah. 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 Shall we? Yeah, because there's an interesting scene. I, I kind of want to just play it and see if you spot the scene. It was like, huh, interesting. It's probably nothing, huh. but I, I kind of want. I thought it was interesting. I want to see if you catch it, and just to see if 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 I'm so calibrated for this stuff that I see things. Um, I get uh, shocked I, at things I shouldn't. Go ahead. Isn'tin girl, sorry, Isn'tin girl says that I got one point six two. I had a thousand a few months ago. Isn't that good? It is. However, the thing is, those numbers are. I mean, I'm grateful for them, but they're basically because of Gary. I mean, at least the most recent. I mean, yeah, it's all pretty much because of Gary. Because it's like I, I he came on the channel to do to do the culture crime fairs a few weeks ago and tweeted it out and also mentioned it on a live stream. So the numbers yeah. went through the roof. 
And yep. also he mentioned the fact that I had that uh, video about uh, Gina Carano and Bill Burr. And then a few months before that, he came on to talk about the uh, final episode of The Expanse. Now, yeah. I'm 100% grateful for that. But those boosts basically are people who coming because of Gary. And that's what got me over the thing. I guess, granted, the Bill Burr video was mine. But for the most part, yeah. it's very much in, in, in due to uh, to Gary. So I'm not in any way ungrateful for it. It's way, way ahead of schedule. However, it's not moving I'm not getting – not only am I not, like, maintaining, I'm losing. I'm just losing all these subs, yeah, and that's yeah. just disheartening. And I guess I'm kind of like, I don't know why, if I'm putting out new content, shouldn't I grow, you know? Yeah. Maybe you're right, though. Maybe I should be a little more. Yeah. I mean, hey, I think – you know what I, I will say? I, I, I've become somebody, and this sucks because I just did complain about YouTube. When I hear it, I'm like, okay, we get it. YouTube sucks, but like, and huh. maybe, and so on the That's other funny. end, I kind of understand that. So I, we're not to complain. We're so appreciative that any and if you 100%. guys show up, hundred percent each week. Um, it, we're bummed that we have to move the show. I'm very bummed. I hate inconvenience and everybody. Yeah. Um, but it, it really sucks, and so I hope everybody can join us. Yeah, yeah, we really, really hope you guys come back. You know, and check us out because uh, yeah. it's great. It's great. Uh, Cold Harris says, "Grow more hair, then we'll talk." Well, he does have hair, right? Right there. <laughs> yeah, right there. Right right, I the can't, you can't see my mouth. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Hail Pop Culture Republic. Hail. And New Bomb Tart. And New Bomb Tart. Hail. Here, New Bomb Tart. saying hey. All right. So let's watch this trailer. I have, This is the first I've seen it. I haven't seen it at yeah, all. Yeah, from so a few weeks back. ago. So it's not new, new. New, new. This is the first Christmas we've had together in years. I love you guys. I'm making up for some lost time. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the hey. city's underworld what? is back. What? What have you been up to, Vig? And hey, I need I need to be up to talking to lawyers. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> They're stealing your identity. There you go. What the hell? I want some likeness rights. The past is caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. It's the most wonderful time. Did not sell out since you did. I get a whole lot of enemies. But is it a girl? Of course. You're a Hawkeye. Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me. The world's greatest archer. Are you one of those people? It's the most wonderful. Hey, babe, I should be back in a day or two. Hang on a second. With the kids to know about Things have gotten more complicated. Christmas. Oh shit, I think it is a series. 
Looks like it could have been done in 90 minutes, like all the Disney series yeah, that, they've that, ever done. How is that? That's not just a single one-off movie. That's gonna <laughs> I be thought 10 that episodes? was a 90, I thought it was a, yeah, original series. Yeah, it is. I just watched the kind of replay on YouTube. So, yeah, I, I didn't even realize that. Um, but the scene I found interesting, and maybe I'm, maybe they're working me. Uh-huh. There's a scene where she falls. Uh-huh. And I was like, huh. Usually they don't ever show a girl mess up ever at all, ever. Well, I don't know how it's going to play out, but she actually did look more like his protege than like the leader. That's what I mean. I'd like to shit all over that, but I actually, the only thing that kind of turned me off was just the heavy handed comedy of it. Yeah, that's the Marvel thing. Yeah, we were like, whoa, it's totally silly. It's like, yeah. could, it, could it not be silly for a little while? I don't know. It actually that oh, that didn't really look that bad. Okay, so you so okay, so that's what my shocking thing it was like. It doesn't show her as the superior Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. It shows that she has to learn, and she's learning mm-hmm. from him. Yeah, that comedy, that slapstick kind of, yeah. but it, it almost it's a buddy cop movie. That's what they're trying to pull, and I thought that was shocking because I'm so used to bestest ever, and I yeah. believe in the comics. She's very much best as ever. She's very much just better than Clint. But here, it's like you, you kind of see like she's not perfect, and he's trying to guide her and go through this process. Now, how this can be more than one episode, only the most high. Why knows. they're they stretching not... stuff out? Yeah, why would that ju- not just be one single movie? Christmas special, just a ninety-minute Christmas special with Hawkeye, and there you go. Yeah, you don't like... have to. I don't like what are you going to do with that story? It looks like it looks like the basic mob guys or something like that, which is, you know, fine. Like I said, I'd like to see something a little more stripped down. Uh, (laughs) Shut up, Cold Era. Not surprised Matt will like it. Look, I I call him as I see him. Okay, I'm trying to keep an open mind in general. Oh, hey, 24-7 Fusion. Yeah, 24-7 Fusion. Good to see you, man. Uh, I'm trying to keep a genuinely open mind to things, you know, like even though I I preach don't have hope. (laughs) (laughs) I still authentically don't want to prejudge something until, like, you know what I mean, until it proves to me that it's garbage. Yeah. Uh, that didn't look terrible. It looked, like I said, kind of stripped down and um, maybe like in the vein of like what Hawkeye was doing, like uh, you know, in those five years or whatever with yeah, Infinity yeah, yeah. War and Endgame. I don't know. What That's, do you think? That well, I kind of had similar vibes. That's why I've been meaning like the past couple weeks to to have you watch it. To see what you thought, because I'm like, am I crazy for having any any positive feelings? Um, oh, so it's a mini series, okay? A mini series. So like how many episodes? Please eight. be four or eight. Eight. You don't need eight episodes. Are they going to be story. long though? They could be like those little Half twenty-five hour, minute, twenty minutes. Weird, yeah. Even what twenty minutes and then like a twenty minutes of credits. Yeah. Um, Man, you know what? That's a, that's one criticism I will say about Disney Plus. Every single thing they've done, as far as the series, could have been done way shorter. It could have been, it probably should have been a movie. Yep, could, could have been wrapped up in an hour and a half, two hour uh, movie, and probably would have been better for it. Now, granted, their plan worked. Their evil genius plan to have something every week from since the Mandalorian, since the first week of the Mandalorian. Disney Plus has had something new from either Star Wars or Marvel every single week. Whether it was uh, Mandalorian or mostly Marvel, even it includes the 
the what if that's running now, but they've had something every week and they're going to, I think Boba Fett is, uh, what they, they announced that release date, right? Um, yeah, I guess that's, I think it's coming out in December. Sorry. I was just looking up, uh, yeah. the, the showrunners IMDB, Jonathan Igla, I guess his name is. Oh, it's a guy. It's a guy. Whoa. And he looks I just white. knew it was going to be a white woman. And he looks white. Whoa. I know it's pretty he crazy. He can't be straight though. That's, there's no way. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's it's Hollywood. No one's uh, no one's straight. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, wait, no, I didn't mean me. Obviously, um, no. I guess he was the he was the executive story editor for uh, a se- a season of Mad Men, and oh, he's wow. and he wrote a whole bunch of episodes. He wrote like over thirty episodes. Oh wow! So that sounds like experience. Uh- Actual, he's an experienced white male running a show in Hollywood, twenty twenty one for Disney. Yeah, like that's pretty that solid pedigree. Like that's actually like, I respect no way that. He's straight, he has <laughs> no way, no um, way. Can't he be. was the producer on a show called Bridgerton. Do not are, are know you that. I'm not offhand. Chat, Oof. please enlighten us. Oh on Bridgerton. no, it's from Shondaland. Oh no. Shondaland. Shondaland is um the woman who's that's the name of the production company. She's uh Oh what's Shonda Rhimes? Shonda was it Rhymes or yeah, something? Yeah, I think like that. She's the one who did Grey's Anatomy and the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's what you're trouble. talking about. That's trouble. So that's a, how he got in. He came off of that branch. Yeah. Of the Chandra was it Chandra Rhymes. Could you guys correct that as well, chat? I don't want to mispronounce the name. I don't want to be called a black white supremacist, so <laughs> you guys can help me out with that. So that's the last thing he produced. Nah, okay. Wrote, he wrote a few episodes here and there, some TV. You got um, an ex- listen. You got an experienced white male. There is no way he's not going to be off of a. Off of a he's like got to come through somehow. He's got to come to somebody's yeah. circle. No, no you know based. I mean? uh, there's no. Um, uh, what's that guy who wrote like uh, Taxi Driver and stuff? There's like those guys are the relics oh. of the past. You know what I mean? Scorsese? Like, no, nah, he directed it, but he I get John something. Oh, I want right to say John C. McGinley, but that's that other guy. It's like John McNamara, John Milius, John Milius. I think that's his name. Yeah, uh, yeah. He and he wrote like uh, he's just like this. So is it John Milius? Something else, Milius. Yeah, no, it's John Milius. Okay, yeah, Chandra he he Ryan. wrote he wrote uh, Taxi Driver and he wrote the uh, the um, what's it called for for Clint in um, or Quint in a, in a Jaws. He wrote the monologue about the oh. uh, the, the boom Hiroshima boom about the going into the uh, the water with the sharks and yeah, he wrote all these like kind of very male guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, very, yeah, very you know, just like a dude. Those guys are they don't exist any longer. Yeah. No, not yeah. Buster. He wrote Rhymes, Conan the Barbarian. Rhymes. He wrote a Oh, wow. Now, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. So, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's that, that guy. Those guys are gone forever. No. Um, so, yeah, no, you no, have no. to, you got to at least be half a femme uh, to, to, yeah. So, I I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that didn't, I mean, it didn't look terrible, honestly. Like, I know it's Disney and stuff, but really, that didn't look that bad. Yeah. I would tend to agree. I would tend to agree, which is kind of shocking. It doesn't look like um, a world beater show either, but I mean, it looks it looks fun, almost along the lines of that fucking Kurt Russell as Santa movie we saw last year. Maybe yeah, not as good. probably not, isn't as good. Yeah, I like, think that's a pretty. 
Oh, wait. Oh, I'm thinking. Sorry. Yeah, it does look like that. Yeah, they're going with the holiday play. It's yeah. going to be fun. It's a Christmas thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I can get if uh, the wake down can sail me to Tortuga, I might just check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to pay any money for Disney. Yeah. Lethal Weapon Hawkeye. That, that's the and that you know what? That's not a bad way to put it. It's much. Listen, I much rather them do a lethal weapon. A She's kind of a screw up, but she's good at certain things, and she has to go. But he's the old guy, and you see the you know the little different. You know, lethal weapon, the taking people at different points in their life and juxtaposing them, and buddy cop. I, I much rather that situation than he, which I think, and you guys can correct me. I believe the comics and it's twenty four seven fusion media. You would know. Aren't in the comics, uh, Kate Bishop is like leading Hawkeye basically. Like she's the she's the the dominant one, and he's just the the general screw up who doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, Colter, can you confirm that? Because you, yeah, I think yeah, you, yeah. you feel like more like the comic, the knowledgeable comic folk fella. Yeah, Colter, twenty four seven. You guys are, are are really big into the comics, um, so you guys hopefully can help us out with that. Brightest day. I didn't mean to malign you. Hail, by the way. Hail, brightest um, day. He's not the only one who uses Tortuga. Yeah, but he's just my link. Oh yeah, and you he know what? He just knows how to navigate all yeah, that yeah. shit. He's uh, he's hooked me up with stuff I haven't had time to check out, so I gotta check it out for the the gaming thing. Honestly, yeah. Pop Culture Republic, though, if he did say something like "I'm getting too old for this," like it was just cliches, I would be fine with that. I'll take anything over woke intersectionality in my entertainment, dude. Yeah. I'll just take repetitive, uh, already been done. That's fine. As long as it's not preachy or, like, contrary to the nature of reality. How about that? How about that? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there'll be moments, but that looks more – it looks cliche as shit, but we haven't even gotten cliche in, like, 10 years. So it's like, all right, I'll take it. It really doesn't look that bad. I, I'm Like, I mean, it's a trailer. Yeah. But I don't know. It doesn't look terrible. Like I said, I'll sell the high seas. Take and a look. Apparently, uh, 24-7 said I'm right. He does take a back seat to her in the comics. Doesn't look, at least from the trailer, like they're doing that. Might, it it might, looks, be where they, might be how they end it, though. You know, because they, be. they do this a lot, and they're really good at it. They're so nefarious. They really yeah. they front load it, you know, with, like, yep. good, interesting episodes. At least they did that with WandaVision. That was the last yeah, Disney yeah. thing I watched. Um, but it was, like... <laughs> It was, and I didn't finish it. I watched like the first like four episodes or whatever, and I lost interest. I think around the, the I, I don't know. I just stopped watching. Um, but they Stop did that well, at the right time. Yeah, and they did it well by like making you intrigued into what's this concept. And so maybe they do that where Hawkeye's like the bad guy, and slowly he passes the mantle. But she yeah. doesn't seem like she's running the show. So I got to give the sh- the it a little bit of credit in that regard. She's not, you know, snarkily telling him how the things are. He, he looks like he's just kind of like, Oh, I got to drag this kid around now. Yeah. Which is like, okay. You know, like I don't, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. So I'm hopeful we'll again. We'll be, I'm cautious. I'm more optimistic than Matt on spawn. I, I'm, I think we have the same amount of optimism on this. Everything there- can't be terrible all the time. Human beings aren't perfect. Even if you try to fuck up everything, You'll accidentally do something right every once in a while. Is there a director for the new Spawn movie? Oh, Jason Blumhouse is. Oh, that's not a good sign. Blumhouse I think is Blumhouse is. They're pretty woke, as I understand it. Well, yeah, apparently, because uh, we were talking about that uh, on Monday. But they, they they are, but they're also mainly like a horror place. So I mean, it yeah. kind of fits. Yeah, kind of horror. It's in, it's in genre. But yeah. they did. They did get out. Which I never actually saw. 
but I, I heard it's like I heard, I heard it like for what it is it's good but I feel like it's probably just a really good execution of the agenda yeah actually I never saw Get Out I did see parts of Us they did Glass that's the I didn't see that but that was like right. the unbreakable that's the terrible unbreakable like uh, everyone loathed that they that's where they drown they they subverted our expectations by drowning uh, unbreakable in a puddle is that what they do mm-hmm. awesome oh they did us us yeah yeah black christmas what is that I even here never about heard that. Of that slasher film oh i don't know i've never even it's just a bunch of girls sitting on a couch i'm like all right i'm out um sounds like a hub intro <laughs> oh they did the craft uh reboot which apparently was super woke um, they did Freaky, which I think was supposed to be good. That's the one where like teenage girl and a serial killer switch places, right? Oh, I didn't see that, but I think I may remember the trailer for that. It, yeah, Vince Vaughn's in it. Apparently, it's a that was supposed to be pretty good. I never saw it. I don't know. Okay. I didn't see any of that. I feel like they did. Uh, didn't they do what's that shit? That was, what was the Quiet Place? Is that them? Did they do the Quiet Place? I don't think so. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I know um, they were mentioned when we had R&B on because he talked about how they're yeah. really good at making their budget back. They're, they're really good at making these small $20 million movies and getting $100 plus million plus back. Yeah. And I think even if they, you know, if they're woke or, you know, whatever. Oh, they did the Forever Purge, though. And I was listening to Ryan Long talk about uh, how laughably woke that all was. The Forever Purge. Which one is that? There's one that's, like, so racist. I don't remember which one it was. Maybe I that's the like, first part. But I, I was know. watching it one time, like high over like a friend's house, and I'm like, "Yo, this is like racist as fuck." But it's trying to be like helpful. But it's like mm-hmm. y'all clearly don't think much of black people, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, Paramount's a quiet place. Co- Paramount. Okay, Kyle. thank you for correcting. Hail Gomer Kyle. Hey, hey. Maxfield von Priestley. What's Hell, up? Hell MVP. Hell, what's up, dude? Hell. And uh, Gomer Kyle also says uh, he knows it's horror and Blumhouse is killing it. So apparently horror fans are happy with his work. I mean, how can you make a horror movie? Whoa. I mean, even if you have someone with some crazy ass, because you could almost make fun of it at that point. Let's say you have this fucking intergender study. She gives a speech and then you could just chop her head off. You know what I mean? Just go about the the rest of the fucking movie. They're not going to do uh, that. I mean, you know, they, you know, you know how they would do it. They would make all the villains would be a certain type of person oh with boy. a certain type of motivation, and the hero would be a certain kind of, you know. <laughs> I don't um, know. I, I'm not really sure about my Jason, indictment. like Jason Voorhees in a MAGA hockey mask, or, or like you know, like a like a social justice uh, Jason who only kills people that oh, need to be killed. Man. You know? No, he's only killing uh, straight white men. Yeah. For for the patriot. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, we'll see. I, I, Blumhouse, that doesn't sound good to me, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Hail. All right. um, so um, I wanted to talk about uh, actually some of the things in the uh, – because we haven't really talked much about the stuff in the um, subject. The description. The description, yeah, yeah. Because we talked about one uh, Tom Hardy LGBTQ thing, but apparently oh, Bane right. is Latinx. Ugh. Did you guys hear this? <laughs> Bane's Latinx? What? That's awesome. <sighs> I, I guess got... we did mention Boba Fett because you did say it comes out. I don't soon. think there's really anything else to mention, really. Yeah. 
I just think it's the Book of Boba Fett is coming out the, the, it's December 29th, so it's like right before New Year's. Yeah. Man, listen, as much as I hate Disney+, Plus, I know a lot of us hate Disney, I got to say the marketing, and their numbers probably are fudge as far as the subscription numbers, but they really, I still think even in a while, I know a lot of normies have watched Disney stuff, and them, know, them having every week having something new really did work. It yeah, really did. It, it's working for now. Yeah, well, for now, I don't know how long it's going to work. But uh, I think it's probably starting to die. The what if, I don't think it's getting... I mean, people watch it and like it, but I think animation in general, outside of Invincible, I don't know how many animated properties really get people excited, like normies, I mean. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Personally, like, this whole Boba Fett story, like, if it was... if If I, like, what would I want to see would be, like what he did before he got murked in the uh yeah the pit you know like who was he before like i'd like to see what kind of a ruthless bounty hunter he was but the thing is he's a villain that they're trying to make not a villain right now so it's like they can't really do that because he's a bad guy back then yeah boba fat yeah you're right gold era really is <laughs> hey don't make fun of me no like, <laughs> I, I really think you're right the most interesting elements of boba fett would either be before um, Empire Strikes Back, like before he even meet, you know, has this Han Solo thing, or in between Empire and Return of the Jedi, those are the parts I'm more interested in. I'm not really interested in. I didn't like Boba. Not really Fett much. And, and, and he didn't do much though. No, I didn't. Just, I, don't even, I don't even make it that far. Uh, oh, I don't you, like uh, that he's. I don't care if the EU did it or not. I don't like that they resurrected him. I don't either. I think Star Star Wars had the EU. That's one mistake the EU makes quite a bit. They resurrected Darth Maul. They resurrected Boba Fett. They'll just resurrect the character because they're cool and beloved. And maybe they tell a good story with it. I'm not an EU expert, but I, I think they resurrect too many. Too well, why many not characters. tell the story of who they were before they died in the movie? That would be great. They didn't just you know it's not like they were uh, like recent graduates of the Jedi Academy or something like that. Like they were established villains. They were bad. So yeah. what did they do to make them bad? I'd like to see that story. But then I guess you can't have like the villain be Why the not? protagonist. Yeah, because that didn't work in 2019. Joker making a billion dollars. I mean like it That's works. That's true. That's a good you know, point. It, we were just talking about breaking bad. Isn't that part of the interest? I'm not a big fan of the show, but the interest is you have a you know the protagonist That's a good does point. nefarious things. Yeah, so right. I, I, I think you can have a villain uh, be the protagonist of a series. And I think, really, Boba Fett, man, I did not like how they did him in The Mandalorian. I thought if you're going to bring this character back, one, give him more than that 15-minute fight scene that everybody loved, but I hate it. And then, two, d- just, like, what is what is his motivation and how is this consistent with the original character? Even if you're saying he transitioned into just a better person why and show like like how did that happen he just i think it's kind of of i think it's kind of like the way you were describing uh the way batman they so focus on like the death of his parents but that was like never like a big deal like i think they're focusing on they're using boba fett the way people talk about boba fett after the movies existed like because he was such a cool character but they're not keeping it in line with who he was yeah because Boba Fett, one, is not a big character. He's not a character that has a huge element of the lore. He's just cool looking. We were mm-hmm. interested in him. Yeah. And two, he was not a like good person. He was he just cared. He didn't care about anything but getting his money. He he didn't even care about like he wasn't worried about Darth Vader. He wasn't worried about the Empire's cause. He he's just a 
gun for hire. And honestly, this is something they could have did with the Mandalorian itself before they, you know, made the Baby Yoda show, which clearly was the whole goal. Like, characters like this don't have to always be good or bad. They could say, oh, man, you know, the Empire hired him or Jabba hired him to get Han Solo. But the next thing you might see the uh, Rebels hire him for another reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he doesn't care. He's just a gun for hire. And that's a way of telling the story. Um I don't know. There's a lot they could do outside of let's just make him a good guy and rewrite everything and tell our own story because the reasons. I don't know. Yeah, and it's well because the main narrative has been so corrupted and destroyed, you know, by the sequels. It's like this is kind of the only thing they can really do is talk about these little pockets of stuff that go yeah. on in the Star Wars universe because they can't touch like Favreau and Filoni cannot pick up where Disney left off meaning you know what i mean they can't move forward like with that storyline because they know everyone hates it but they can't really rewrite it either until like the main story of uh of of you know star wars or whatever so or like you know like like retell the sequels if you will so yeah. really this is their only option is to kind of like find these little pockets of the lore that they can kind of exploit yeah and what's he gonna do? Do you even know? Does anyone know what the story of the Boba, book of Boba Fett is? I don't know. I know they had that one scene where he just kind of takes over Jabba's place in like one fell swoop, Ugh. and it, it, that was the ending scene of the Mandalorian. That was like the post credit scene. Um, that's what that is what tipped me off to the fact that Luke was going to be full of shit uh, when they brought him back because I'm like, well. You've already kind of embarrassed his character multiple times and changed his origin, and now you're trying to make him a badass at one scene. After the scene they just gave me, I think you guys are working us. I think you're just trying to jerk more money out of people you alienated. Um, yeah, and I, I was right. And it doesn't look like there's been much released about the story at all. Huh. Like I, everything I'm googling, it just it's just telling like who's involved, who's making it. Kathleen Kennedy is still. Uh, listed as a producer. She ain't going nowhere. She ain't going anywhere. She ain't. Go she's nowhere. <laughs> she ain't going nowhere. No. An executive, I guess Robert Rodriguez is involved. That's interesting. Oh, he's directing. So Filoni and executive produced. Okay, yeah. So Favreau, Filoni, and Rodriguez are executive producing. I mean, listen, if they could be left alone to actually just make a cool show, those three guys could do it. Yeah, they definitely have the talent to do it. Um, we'll see how left alone they are. Um, like we said, Kathleen Kane ain't going nowhere. Uh, she's probably going to get it. I'm not sure if her extension has been officially announced, but I see her getting a major extension for a shit ton of money, um, especially because of Kurt Spinner and a couple of other, I think Chandra Ryan, who we mentioned earlier, is one of these producers that's made like these mega deals to be producers for properties. And uh, unfortunately, none of them are as successful as Kathleen Kennedy, mm-hmm. lover or hater. That first movie, the first two movies, even the last, uh, last Jedi, made a lot of money. And and she also has just been around forever. Yeah. She's the third most successful producer of all time. Yeah. By money. So, like, she's been around for like, 30, She's 40 just years. Been attached to the right. Oh, that's a no. Ooh, I don't like that. Uh, sorry, I just uncovered as I was just going back through some IMDb tabs I had open. So yeah. some of the writers for the Hawkeye miniseries is this writing team that they call themselves Bert and Birdie. 
Oof. They're a female writing directing team, Bert and Birdie. They burst onto the scene with their feature directorial debut, Troop Zero, which is an Amazon Prime exclusive. Uh, they've done a bunch of stuff I've never heard of. Um, Bert and Birdie sounds like a twee indie band. And they look like they look like that. <laughs> like a, like a tweet indie band that I would have like listened to in like two thousand nine because look, it's just told me to. They look exhausting. They look exhausting. Look at this. Is this it? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, man. They look like somebody the needle dropper recommend or something. Like mm-hmm. I am a human female is the shirt that they're both wearing. It's like ugh. Okay. So yeah, it's the even the the Hawkeye show will not be free of wokeness is impossible. Oh look at them embracing Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hipster garage rock band. Yeah, something like that. They just yeah. sound Yeah, they look like some one of them plays the ukulele. Yeah. I'm sure both of them play instruments of some sort. Yeah. Ugh. One of them. They play bass poorly. Well, there there is something that is coming out that I actually am genuinely excited to watch. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I don't know if you know anything about this. I don't know if you ever watched the show, but it's the Many Saints of Newark. The I Soprano. never. I I know I can't say it. I did watch parts of I did watch parts of the Soprano. I wasn't as big of a fan as everybody else. You it wasn't try terrible. Again. If you maybe if you, I should try again. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, actually. I stopped. I like it. I didn't dislike it though. I got pretty okay. far. Oh, okay. Into the first season. All right. So maybe it's just not for this. you. But I didn't dislike it. It was. It was. Just, it was a cool watch. It was solid. But I just. I didn't. Sometimes hype kills things. Like it's something that if I just probably watched on my own, I would have liked. But the hype and expectation. Eh, it's, it's okay. Well, the, I mean, I will say that the first. Maybe season or two, I think, as I recall, they kind of suffer from the, like the fact that they're a product of their own time, which yeah. was pre-streaming. Yeah, this was in two thousand, I think. Two thousand one. Yeah, two thousand two thousand one. You, you know, Maybe that was ninety nine. I don't even think on demand was a thing yet. Yeah, so it probably you just wasn't. had TV, and you had to catch the show when it was on. And if you didn't catch it, you didn't get to see it. You didn't, you know, if you missed yeah. it, you fucking missed it. Maybe they do a rerun during the week, but you, pretty much you just missed it. Uh, so they would write them because this is the way t- television was written back then, where whatever storyline they established that was like the the A story of that particular episode would get <laughs> wrapped up every episode. Uh. And if it feels archaic when you watch it now. Because the only stories that do that are like procedurals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Law and Order or whatever. Like no other really like, or even The Mandalorian, I guess. But most TV shows, especially episodic narrative TV show, they don't do that. They yeah, string yeah, you yeah. along with the whole story. Now, And the show does do that. It does have longer running stories that go parallel to these A stories. But the A story is wrapped up pretty, like almost every single episode, that episode. And it uh. it, it kind of like grinds with our modern with our more modern sensibilities. So I, I will say that there is that uh part of it that kind of feels a little different and weird from what we watched today. Huh. Maybe I should give it an, uh another uh, watch, but I have seen an advertiser for the Mini Saints of Newark and you said you are excited for it. Yes. Yes. Okay. David Chase cool. is involved. Cool. And like he's the director, I think, or at least the mm-hmm. writer, and he was the he was the producer of the whole show. 
uh, yeah. from the start to finish. It's his thing. Um, and I'm not a fan simply because David Chase went to my high school. That is just a oh, coincidence. Wow. Illuminati confirmed. No. <laughs> um, are you worried? Because, like, is David Chase one of those Wokies? Like, are you worried? No. no. He's never. He is pretty based. Okay. Because, like, that's what I do you worry. Is it going to be woke? Hashtag. Yeah, Tony, it's have. a prequel, right? Yes. Maybe Tony before he was sucking dick before you didn't know. He was celebrating his LGBT. He was celebrating his Latinxness before. <laughs> before I've never he was heard a, a mob leader. I've never heard anything like about him that would I would find controversial. All right. Like I just right. heard him just being a solid just like really respectable television writer who, you know what I mean? Like basically just did, I think he just did this one show, maybe like a few other things, but that was just his thing. Uh, and I guess this is a prequel to it. Do you want to watch the trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get, let's do it. All right. Let's get it up. And since it says get ready for woke gangsters. Yeah. That's what I worry about. Like that Bill Burr sketch from SNL last year. I didn't see that. I don't remember. It was actually kind of funny. Yeah. Because it was like he this old this old mobster just gets out of jail and he just kind of starts dropping like these sort of ra- racial stuff. Like I see all these damn Mexicans on our block and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean by that? Why are you saying Mexicans? Like even the mob got woke. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, no. I thought that was a pretty. Good I wonder joke. if the mob is woke now. Like, hey, stop being so fucking. Stop being a fucking bigot. The progressive mob. Yeah. That was progressive funny. mob. Yeah. What do you want, Richard? I'll be honest with you. I want the money. I want to do a good deed. I want to do a lot more. The best things in life are free. I try to set an example for my nephew. Give them to the birds and bees. Anthony got kicked out of school. I went through all that trouble. And for what? I'm always being accused. You gotta be good. I want to do whatever I can to help the family. Kind of looks like him. Go ahead. It's his son. Oh, is his son? Yeah. Uh, it's Jay's good. Alfini's. Yeah. Son? It's his actual oh, son. He's geez. playing. I'm like, yeah, he looks looks like. Oh, that's why. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Did the Ice Cube thing? Yeah. Yeah. Which they did. They did really well. I thought with that movie. Yeah. I really like that movie. Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. I that was good. good. Yeah. Money don't get everything, it's true. What it don't get, I can't use. I want money. Wonder what they talk about in there. I didn't catch the name. Pussy. <laughs> Put him on the table. Dick, I just got this jacket. You know, I, I try so hard. Gotta do something about Dickie Malasani. What? Whoa. I might check this out. I know you can get anything. Look at Dickie Moltisanti. He steps up, takes care of his family, takes care of all the business. If anybody tells anybody about this, how you doing on your merit badges? I want to do all kinds of good things. It's the one thing. Pain comes from always wanting things. But who do I know? I'm a murderer. The best things in life are free. 
Got myself a son. Hi, Christopher. Hello. Hey. Oh. Oh. Okay, all right. All like right. a scam or something. Some babies, when they come into the world, know all kinds of things from the other side. That's what I want. Yeah, I definitely want to see it, man. I got no complaints. So even though I'm not a, a huge Sopranos fan, I do like a good gangster movie. The, the, the Party is one of my favorite movies of all time. So yeah. is you yeah, have Ray Liotta. So is Goodfellas. Dude, I think uh, if you like that genre, man, there's no there's no reason why you wouldn't enjoy The Sopranos. I mean, maybe I it wasn't it the right time. time. Maybe you you don't like it, but The Sopranos is like one of the greatest shows like ever. Yeah, and you know what else? I think part of it is, and this happens like if you ever listen to like an artist and they're like really old. And they like what they did was really important for the time. Uh huh. But you listen to it now and it's just like, okay. It's I like, know exactly what you mean. I yeah. don't think that's the case with the Sopranos. Okay. I think it holds up really well. Okay. I gotta check it out. I gotta give it another try. Yeah. I mean, maybe just start with the movie. I think it comes out yeah. like a few days. Yeah, it's it. The October 1st is it's Friday. So yeah, I do. The movie looks like a I good gangster you. movie and I, I'm, it's, it's worth checking out. And oh man, just another red shirt. Uh, have a good dinner. Appreciate Later, you. Later, brother. Here. Enjoy. Say hello to the wife for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. I that like that. I realize I'm actually genuinely excited about that. It comes out on HBO Max, so I don't even need to go to the theater. Uh, yeah, Ascension Dildo agrees that The Sopranos holds up. Okay. I agree too. Okay. Give it another shot. Uh, yeah, and it's kind. Of, it's really. It's a very funny show in, in a very dark way. Yeah, I've seen and like it, clips and memes from it. Which are pretty funny. Yeah, it's fucking solid. I want to go back and rewatch it now. I almost put it on last night, but I ended up. I finished watching Eraser. Oh, what a chore of the movie that was. Oh, that's uh, the one from like 95 or 96 with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, it was just, it was it was the end. You know what I mean? You know when there was like that drop off from action movies, kind of, it was the end? That yeah. was it. I think that was the last even passable action film that he made from the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. It has to be because it was like the Eraser, then it was like, a, I think he did a couple movies and there was a gap. It was the end of days. And then you're almost, and then by then, that's like the 2000s, you had the T3. I guess you had, you had the sixth day was in 2000. And I remember watching that. Is that what it is? That. Of, that's at the end of days. Sixth day, whatever it is. No, but end of days as well. There was that oh, one too. Oh, those are two different movies. Okay. Yeah, so it goes from the beginning. I mean, it goes. So in the 90s, it goes, you have uh, Terminator 2, obviously. Yeah. You got... Uh, Total Recall comes around yeah. just before that. Uh, Last Action Hero, which was pretty big. I like that, yeah. Yeah, True Lies. Kind of True Lies I also like. Then it was Junior, and then it was Eraser, and Oof. Jingle All the Way came out the same year. I like it, but not everyone's a Jingle All the Way guy. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Jingle All the Way. I mean, I, I I don't even remember it. I mean, I remember, I just, I, I haven't seen it in a really long time, yeah. but... I don't know. But then there's Batman and Robin comes out the next year. That's when oh, the sure cracks in the arm. I ironically the, like that. Yeah. It's an hilarious watch, but it's not like competition. It's, anymore. it's fu- Yeah. Oh, you've been erased. Exactly. Which, by the way, they establish that he does that, that he erases people. And they kind of just, it just sort of kicks off the film. They don't really do it. They don't really bring it back. Uh yeah, Punk Wild. No, the the rail gun was fun, but I'm telling you, go back and watch it. It's so lame. <laughs> they just like they have this evil Russian guy who wants to buy the weapons, Ooh. and it's like no one's motivations make any sense. Like why they're stuck in these situations, and like 
everything needs to explode. Like even when they burn down a house, for some reason it explodes like four times. I'm like, was there C4 hidden in the in the floorboards? Why is it blowing up? Just burn it down. Well, because explosions were the '90s version of CG. They didn't have CG to overdo. They blew shit up. It's it's bad. Like the eraser, I do not recommend going back and watching Eraser. If you have a good memory of Eraser, I recommend just keeping it that way. Because it, it really doesn't hold up. And, I, and I've and i gone back and watched a bunch of these movies from the 90s that I hadn't seen in a while that I didn't remember being amazing. And you're like, oh, that's actually way better than I expected. This yeah. is not one of them. Uh, yeah. So it goes after that, after Batman and Robin, you have End of Days, which actually was pretty good. That had Gabriel Byrne as like the devil. I vaguely remember. Yeah, he's fighting the devil. Yeah, he it was pretty. There were some good memorable moments from that. And that was that was pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to see like the IMDb score. I don't really have a oh 5.8 on IMDb. Maybe not. Maybe it's another one of those movies that if I go yeah. back and watch, I'll be like, oh, that actually sucked. Uh, so, but so we're getting a pretty steep drop off here. Uh, then it's after that, it's collateral damage, which was bad. That was bad. I remember watching that at the time and thinking it was bad. I vaguely remember it. It's terrible. I think he's like a firefighter. Yeah. And yeah, after his family is killed by a terrorist act, a firefighter goes in search of the one responsible. That's the entire synopsis on IMDb. Is that one sentence. And uh, yeah, Pop Culture Republic Commando, I think it's late 80s. So we're in the 2000s. Oh, yeah, that's well. That would have been that. 89 or 88 yeah, or something that's like that. Well before. Yeah, I was just kind of going more in the 90s. Going 90s, 90s plus. So yeah, I think that's 80. I think that's very close, but I think it's like 89 or 88. Yeah, and then after that, it's Terminator 3. Oof. I mean, it was watchable, but not like. Oof, no, not really. I mean, I guess. Oh, it was watchable at the time. I haven't watched it in 20 years, and I don't really. It was no no reason to watch it again. Yeah. Then there's nothing. Then there's Around the, the World in 80 Days, then The Kid and I, then he comes back as The Expendables. So that was, I mean, that was it. And it kind of. Yeah, the racer is kind of the, 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 the beginning of the end for uh, Arnold. Yeah, it doesn't really ever get good again. Like, it's maybe, yeah, like, it doesn't really he never has like another good film after that yeah and now that i think about it, t3 was probably the first granted she's a robot but like strong indestructible female was the fucking villain from t3 and yeah I, think, I can remember she was just indestructible and better she was better in every way than the old one yeah i mean they have to do that's the model for the terminator movies because they're fucking stupid yeah. and lazy but yeah but that was it i mean it just kind of and you could feel it like watching eraser you could feel it like it, it was forcing everything about what makes a schwarzenegger movie right yeah. like he's this marshal and he's super independent and badass and like he gets invested in this character that he has no reason to be invested in other than he's just a good guy and it's like Okay, but at what point is being a good guy like putting your own life on the line for someone you've never met, like a total stranger, over and over? And it's like, I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. It just was like they didn't give me a reason to make me believe it. Well, he's a good guy. Therefore, he's a hero. And, he, you know, heroes just do hero stuff just because they're heroes. Duh. Yeah. And then, and like, they, they get the mob. Guy. Towards the end, they get the mob involved because, like, there's an international arms deal going down on their docks, and they're like, "Oh, not on our docks." It's just like, oh. and they they did have cool guns, like they had these rail guns that go the speed of light, uh, <laughs> or close to it, and then they they had like scopes with like like you could see through. 
things with it. Like it was like a radar scope. Yeah. I mean, I remember leaving the theater and being like, that was fun. Like it was just a fun ride and just like yeah. rail guns and explosions. But I think I was 11. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all you need at 11. Especially in the 90s, you blow enough shit up, sh- shoot enough shit. We're happy to see it. Yeah. If you can figure a, 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 a premise that can get you 90 minutes of explosions, 87 minutes of explosions, you could get a movie greenlit in the 90s. Oh, and sadly, this movie was like two hours too. It dragged. It's too long. It was too long. It wasn't Gotta good. Get in and out. It was stupid. And it had like good moments. Like James Caan was the villain, which was great. Who doesn't oh. love James Caan? Yeah. And then he had like, um, what's it called? Like, uh, there was this really cool scene where he jumps out of a plane with a parachute, and then like, like a like a commercial airliner, and James Caan goes to like the commercial like pilot, and they like like circle the plane back out around him as he's like what got the parachute and he has to like ditch the parachute and pull the, the reserve it was cool that was very cool yeah, yeah but yeah. it so what that doesn't make a movie like it's just a cool <laughs> moment couple cool scenes well they listen they think they think they can put a two-year-old james bond and we'll go see it so i'm sure they thought oh man we have on schwarzenegger the parachute that's what, what more these people want do you know that they implied with the new term with Terminator Dark Fate that he was gay? Jesus. The 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 robot, the non-sentient robot. Yeah. They 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 implied he was gay. Because it was like I guess and I think you have to reach a little bit, but it was something like he hangs curtains or something was just kind of like the implication, you know, he's like an interior. Because designer. he hangs curtains. What if he just doesn't want sunlight to come into his, his No, no, no. Home? Professionally. That was his job. The Terminator assimilated with the real world, by the way. Like he just he just settled down. The Terminator settled down. <laughs> I quit. I didn't know that. I didn't see Dark Fate. All I saw was the the bitchy evil Sarah Connor or whatever she is, and know that John Connor died the first ten minutes. The Terminator hanged if you would say, okay, he assimilated, he became a personal trainer. Why? Why? Why, like, would he have, okay. why would a Terminator do that? Why would a he Terminator assimilate with society? Became secu- yeah, that's a good point. Why does he even do that? He's a killing machine. He's done one thing. He kills. And Was then he, he programmed to do this? No. He just decided to do it. And then he decides to help them. How does that get greenlit? Like even no okay, and that's the, the director of Deadpool, by the way. That's not some incompetent chick who just got the job because she's got the right politics. He made Deadpool. That's I know. I, I know this is two or three years late, but it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, thank God for Mauler. Yeah, man. Because he goes for through. The, all, yeah, thank Sorry. God for him watching these movies. But thank God watching these whole... terrible movies, and then make, and then get, I, then I get to just experience it instead of having to actually suffer through it. I can't believe you would listen. If you had to make the like you said, why make the Terminator assimilate? But if you have to make him assimilate to make him a professional interior designer, I mean, like it was or, alluded, like. You're just, you're literally trying to be funny. That's what makes you think. This is why we are conspiracy theorists. Yes. Because you're taking this uber masculine character, which logically should not even be doing any of this, should have no No. human emotions, should have no sexuality, and technically because he's not human, can have no sexuality. 
He's an inanimate object. Now we have sent a dildo in the chat, but inanimate objects, uh, otherwise, uh, for normal, don't have sexuality. You know what and I mean? I, don't, I guess his central processing, they say, was a learning machine. But why would he learn to just hang out? Who cares? He's a robot. He learned. He learned how to be a better killer. I mean, Sarah Connor points that out. Why? Yeah. Would he learn to hang out? Why would that give a robot designed to kill any kind of satisfaction whatsoever? If, like, he was enlisted in the military or something like that, that I could see that, you know, yeah. like he's like some fucking Navy SEAL or something like that, you know, like invented like a backstory. Okay, even that's a stretch, but at least it would make sense. That would make a lot more sense when he's involved with the government or something like that. Um, I mean, legitimately, if he could make up his own mind to do things, why wouldn't he just, like, be a warlord? Yeah. How could they stop him? He's too advanced. He's so out of this time. Like, he could, you know, like, take over the country if he wanted. Yeah. Or a they need, country. Like, they need to bomb him to kill him. You know, it's like... It just doesn't make any sense at all, and it, it's all part of that subverting expectations, and then, but it is just removing your heroes and just and just humiliating them. Like it, it is yeah. a destruction of Western culture. I don't see any other interpretation. And uh, hail the wake down showing up late. Hail the wake down. What's up, dude? Get you being here. Uh, yeah, we're we're talking about uh, Terminator Dark Fate. I never saw it. I didn't know that the Terminator became an interior decorator. That. He was hanging curtains and yep. assimilated as a human. I kind of knew, you know what? I thought I, I saw him like in the um, promotional material, like in some house, like he had retired, looking like he had retired in some sort of way, which I don't know how. Um, but yeah, that that's a that's a shock for me. Hail Thundercats, ho! Hail! Right on, brother. You have a good night. Yeah. Well, hey, when we move, it'll be easier for you to catch us. So we That's appreciate right. you. We're moving up. And yeah. Noon. Next week, that is, by the way. Remember that. Yes, next, next week. week. Yes, next week. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be easier for a lot of our European contingent, which there are quite a few Europeans. Mm -hmm. Quite yeah. a few Europeans. Quite a few. Hail. Yeah. So shout out to all you guys. Judicon. What's up, dude? Good to see you. Hail. 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 Yeah. But it's, it's just, I. It's so universal. It's it's clearly part of an agenda. How could they coincidentally do this across? Now, I know Hollywood follows trends and they're sort of, you know, like they all kind of just copy each other. But still, like these movies aren't successful. It's not yes. like, they're, you know, like they don't work. So why would they continue to destroy our characters, destroy our heroes? They do it. They did it with uh, Picard. You know, they, they did it with uh, He-Man. They did it with, with uh, the Terminator. They do it all the time. It's like. None of this makes any sense unless that is completely your goal. Yeah. And they could have done other things. Like, they could have included him in a way. Like, maybe the Terminator, once he realized he wasn't dead, and he's like, why am I not dead? Like, okay, then maybe the future ends up happening. So I'm going to, like, wait until the future happens you know what I mean? Until like the yeah. whatever, you know, comes down the road and I will be ready to fight. Like maybe he's got like, you know, like another stash of weapons like they had in Terminator 2. Yeah, right? yeah, he's yeah. He's just been building a fortress in like Wyoming or something. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. That would have made way more sense. That's why I didn't mean to catch off. Way no, no, just something in line with the character. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's that would have been made way more sense. Like, all right, he has a fort. He's holding down until whatever year. It's probably 2020. 
Uh, I don't remember what year it was when everything goes haywire in the Terminator verse. But like he's just, huh? Ninety one is the T two. Is it ninety one? Yeah. Well, now I'm talking about what year. Like, do the aliens oh. take over? Uh, not aliens. Uh, robots take when over. Does Skynet go Skynet active. Skynet takes over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's in the teens. I think it's in the twenty teens. Okay. He yeah, says I think so they too. say he gives the exact date. Like what date Skynet takes over? They do he gives give it like, it. yeah, it gives the time. And uh, hell, Judicon and wake down. Uh, you said that you you will be probably sleep there next week. Watch the playback. Feel free. August twenty ninth, nineteen ninety seven. Oh, ninety seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus. Skynet begins to learn at a geometric rate. It becomes self-aware at 2.14 AI Eastern Time, August 29th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You're right. He does say that. Like T2, doesn't it? Because that's the yep. whole point. It's not that far off. Yeah. Even from 91. Well, it's like, I was just thinking, I'm like, as I'm Googling that, I'm like, I get that kind of like nostalgic, like positive feeling about like the lore of the Terminator thing. Like, oh, I can Google yeah. this. Like, this is a thing. It's like, and it hit me. It's like, look, I wouldn't even care if they stopped making entertaining things. Like, if they just stopped, if like the entertainment industry died, there was no more good film and television. Like, that yeah. would suck, but we'd all figure out other ways to entertain ourselves. It's the fact that they go intentionally to ruin these things. Yes. That's what really is bullshit. Yeah. And, and it clouds. stop. And it clouds what was good. It's like you have to mentally separate out what they did to it to what the actual pure thing is now. And that's going to, like, fuck it up for future generations. Yeah. And uh, wait down what you're saying because he sent you diddle saying that. I've said that, that we got to focus on um, making content that we enjoy. And, yeah, yeah like every time is the first time. I mean, we got tired of how many – Tom Hardy characters have LGBTQ references to them. Just this episode. I mean, yeah, it's true. We do act like it's not the first time. It's not the last time. Not it's even close. Keep happening. Yeah. And we do need to start focusing on making content, which is what we're doing. And and we we talked about the Ripperverse. We keep championing that. We need yeah. alternatives. Um, and they will spring up. It takes some time. It, it takes time. It takes Movies time. Movies aren't cheap. Um, no. We're going to have to start small. We're going to have to start with. Maybe things that have, don't have the best production value and aren't no full. I don't see full length stuff. Um, no. As far as entertainment. And who knows like what it'll look like, what it's going yeah. to be. I mean, maybe it's just streaming. I don't know. But it's maybe like. It is. But that doesn't make it any less painful that these things are the way they are you know and it's like it's it's tough because it is modern entertainment like we were just talking about before you got here wait down we were talking about probably watching like the hawkeye show you know what i mean because it's like it doesn't look too bad and and vid just like wants to watch the spawn movie you know what i mean like oh thank you for the subscription yo fran thank you for the subscription (laughs) i appreciate it brother but you know what i mean so it's like it's not it's not that easy to completely separate your emotional attachment to these things. Yeah, and that's that's why they do it. That's why mm-hmm. they constantly uh pick these characters, these franchises, and they, they're going through every bit of the well. Every yeah, single true. bit. The Wonder Years. Like, did you really need to make a version of the Wonder Years where now they're black in the sixties and civil rights movement? Yeah, what do you like, think if you really talk about, yeah? If you really cared about the Wonder Years, 
you would just remake the Wonder Years or, or, or show a continuation. If you really cared about civil rights, you would just tell an actual story that happened. But you don't really right. care about either. No. You care about pandering and, and using the franchise that people know and then pandering with agenda. And then if it's not successful, you could just scream, hey, everyone's racist, it's the folks. And it's like, just I, this is like, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. I didn't come here for that. I didn't come here for your your agenda and your garbage. And, and I, I came here to just see a, a fucking TV show or a fucking movie be entertaining. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like like we talk about all the time. We had no idea how spoiled we were in the 90s. You know? No, we didn't. We took just it for granted. It, we really did. And because we could, like I said, there's no way we could have known, but it still sucks. Um, oh, wake down. Uh, I think I'm the only person who watched the Hawkeye tra- trailer with a critical eye and didn't see much to be concerned about. If it mirrors the feel of the trailer, it might actually be decent. That's what we were saying. Yeah, exactly that's, that, was, we were that saying. was our thought. And I was, uh, it was shocking to not really see things because they show they show the main female character not as a Mary Sue, but as somebody who clearly needs mentorship. But essentially, dildo with the it's not uh, wrong. red it's not pill. Wrong. Uh, I agree. Trailers don't mean shit. It's true. But it's like, that's all I have to go on right now. The... You know, the showrunner used to be the executive story editor for Mad Men, which is a pretty respected show. So I don't know. We'll see. Look, I, I'm not I'm not going to be the kind of person who will protect it if it sucks. Like, I, yeah, you know, that ain't sucks. Happening. You'll hear me talk You'll about, hear it. about it. Hey, but you know what? I, it may be something because I haven't reviewed. I haven't reviewed anything regularly since WandaVision. I was doing mm-hmm. WandaVision. I did yeah, Mandalorian streams. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go back into reviewing it weekly. Yeah. I know I'm definitely going to do it when the new season of The Expanse comes out, which is, according to some Indian magazine, I guess, coming out in in December, which uh, seems quick, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, All right. You want to wrap it up, my friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We didn't really expand uh, on uh, Dave Chappelle's special. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's – yeah, I guess – okay, we'll cover that real quick. Yeah, Uh, real quick. I I mean, it's not really anything. He's just – I just want to talk about it with you, but he's got a new special coming out. Yeah, when is it coming out? Um, I just the Netflix just released a teaser for it the uh. other like earlier. Um, I saw that, so let me see. I don't know if I want to watch another. Tra- it's not. It's not even really anything. It's just like, yeah. It's basically just saying Chappelle's got a new special coming out. But okay, let's see. He's. I wonder. You know, he's been the only um comedian of note in the mainstream sphere that's been like doing big things. There's a lot of YouTube comedians and Instagram comedians that, I mean, that aren't even in the culture war that are good. Mm-hmm. So, but like, if you're talking about standup, um, and it's, you know, that's a weird technological thing that there's a new brand of comedian outside of standup. It's like true. There's an internet comedian and that's yep. his own medium. Um, but for standup, like there's no one of note in the mainstream outside Dave Chappelle, as far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, uh, I mean, it's Kevin Hart, but like he doesn't even yeah. do stuff anymore. But he's not like I don't. Like, he's not I, I don't look to, I don't look to Kevin he Hart was, for insight. Not for insight, but he was. He had a time where he was pretty funny. Yeah, no, I'm not saying I never thought he wasn't funny. I, yeah. I, I, I just thought um, but no, he but, wasn't uh, as, as poignant as Dave Chappelle is. Yeah. As ever so was. anyway, the, the it comes out on the fifth, October fifth, the new oh Chappelle man, special. cool. So cool, that's cool, coming cool. up. So we'll see. Uh, Rusty Dragon is saying Nerd Roddick bit into that trailer pretty hard. I don't know which one he's talking about. Are you talking about the uh, Chappelle or Hawkeye? Okay. Hawkeye, I believe. Uh, We'll see. I thought Sticks and Stones was genius. Yeah. Chappelle's last special. I thought he handled the way he could talk about all those things, like, so brilliantly 
to yeah. get his point across, but also like acknowledge other people's points of view. It's pretty brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, this would um, be his first one post coup, won't it? Yeah, he did do the uh, one. He did like that short one, eight minutes or what? Like he did like a little commentary uh, over this over the summer about the George Floyd thing, uh, which was really him just sounding off. It really wasn't stand up. I think I do vaguely remember that, but yeah. So this will be his first thing post coup. We'll see how that goes. I'm interested in seeing it. I'm interested in seeing it. Uh, like I said, Dave Chappelle's he's one of the few comedians, if not the only comedian, that has any weight to what he says. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll see what he says. Yeah, and, and he so, seems un like untethered. Like he really says what he believes. I don't agree with him all the time, but at least yeah. I know it's coming from a real place. Yeah, and that's more than you can say with a lot of stuff. Because I don't think, I don't think any of this stuff is genuine. I think we kind of beat that dead horse throughout all the stories we covered today. That there's mm-hmm. no genuine nature to any of this. It's 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 all um, agenda driven. It's mm-hmm. all like it's never about entertaining people or even informing people. You know what I mean? You guys don't. That's what I said. What I said about the Wonder Years. You don't really care about informing people on, on civil rights history. You care about rewriting civil rights history and, and virtue signaling. It, and virtue signaling. Yeah. yeah. Look how great we are. Sentient Dildo doesn't agree with every, every everything with anyone. Yeah. Nor should for you. us. Except for us. Obviously. Obviously. Us. But anyone else. All right. No, let's wrap it up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that was it. I was just saying you shouldn't. You should never agree with anyone all the time. No, you shouldn't. Um, all right, yeah. So this was uh, Culture Crime Fighters episode. What was this 30, 32. 32. Right on. This yeah. was fun. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you for the new subscription, Yo Yofred, Yofran, uh, Yofran, and uh, everyone who was hanging out with us. Uh, Rusty Dragon, Punk Waddle, um, The Wake Down, Hail, Sentient Dildo, uh, Red Shirt, Judicon, Thundercats, Ho, uh, Brightest Day. Isn't in girl, yeah. all the regulars love you guys, yeah. and make sure cool. next week, noon. Next week, noon central, one p.m. Uh, Eastern. Eastern. So yeah, thank you all. Like it's it's cool to hear those same names week after week after week, show after cool. show. You guys are the best. Please, please move with us. Uh, sorry again for inconvenience, everyone, but thank you all for for uh, all your support. We wouldn't be here without your support. And fucking means, a so and uh and uh also don't forget uh and cocktail lounge on friday yes cocktail always. lounge is still friday mm-hmm. so yeah all right y'all see you next week all right peace